What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast. Here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, you in here with the best edutainment here on YouTube. And you realize that when I was gone for two weeks, you realize that this is the best of the best. No, no disrespect to the other content creators in YouTube. I'm not talking about the Manosphere. I'm talking about in YouTube, period. This is the best edutainment show on YouTube. And you ain't here with the Bruce Wayne. It is ish. The king of kings, the king of content and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, new, 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 new a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as a prognosticator, Coach Adamus. And also see God Allah. We in here, we got a great show today. And the show is who's the most toxic entitled trash in dating. One thing I want to uh acknowledge right now, and of course, I'm not gonna forget it is it is Gordita. Slow Tuesday. But I want to acknowledge we see that one guy getting just ringed by his fiance. I want to make it clear. And I'm going to make this clear. Just because you got a woman does not make you successful with women. In fact, many times by having a woman, it might indicate that you were very well unsuccessful with women. All right. Because you can't even manage the one woman you got. And I want men with good, proper self-esteem, good balance, good balance with the free agent lifestyle, good understanding of themselves, knowledge of self and or priorities in straight priorities straight. The reality is a lot of people say, well, just you don't have a relationship. That means you're not successful with women or with men. In fact, that is not an indicator of being successful with women. Most of the time, those people are the least successful with women and in relationships. They're terrible. They're oftentimes settling. I ain't settling. There's a country song that goes like that. I ain't settling. I think it was called I ain't settling. A lot of people get lost in love. All right. All right. But look, we got a great show today. The most toxic, entitled trash and dating. Look, if you don't even have a wife and you're out here trying to date like I can't date. Bumble and Tinder is like watching paint dry, going on dates with normie chicks. And I got to listen to them, sit across from them, listen to their chicken. Box. I can't even do it. It's just, oh, man, I can't even do it. OK, uh, but we got four contestants which you guys are going to vote on on the most entitled piece of trash in the dating marketplace. And dating marketplace, uh, singles, I feel bad for you. A lot of you guys, a lot of you singles uh, are running around here trying to make dating work. You guys are dating garbage out here. Absolute unmitigated trash. All right, here's here's one example right here. These are the four contestants of the most entitled piece of trashes in dating. Here's going to be number one, contestant number one, and we'll vote on this later. A woman who's the OnlyFans star saying everybody has a past. Mine was just filmed. Why I can't find a good man. She's going to be contestant number one. This woman with the dolphin lips, all right, who's been fornicated with by various different men on film, wants to know why men don't take her seriously. This is this is going to be the entitled dating piece of trash number one contestant. Contestant number two on the entitled dating piece of trash is going to be this man. All right, let's go ahead and pop him up. We're going to call him Tyrone. You better call Tyrone. Calling this ninja jumped on the internet. And trust me, I haven't heard the whole thing. 
and said, I got seven kids by seven baby mamas. And then proceeded to say, it's all their fault. Mm. Oh. Listen, there's some red pill talking points, but I don't know if I'm going to co-sign this shit. But we're going to listen to him. We're going to give him we're going to give him an opportunity to stand up for himself on this one. Pookie around here. Pookie, I'm knocking up everybody, skeeting in everybody's gut recklessly, spreading my seed recklessly. And we're going to blame the hoes out here. We're going to blame these hoes. All right. Wow. Okay. So that's entitled dating piece of trash. Number two. All right. Contestant number two, allegedly. A contestant number three is going to be this woman, single mother, frustrated with men not understanding what it means to be a single mom. And she insinuates that the man should offer to pay for a babysitter to date her. Oh, my gosh. I mean, listen, dude, it's getting worse and worse. out. Is this what I'm missing by not dating? Is this what I'm missing by not dating? Well, you got to date a single mother. All the women in your age group are single mothers. I'm going to pay for my babysitter. Mm. Pay for my baby. Bish, are you crazy? You bish. You bish. What the hell is wrong with people? Entitled dating uh, profile piece of trash number four is this woman who claims to love hard, which is a red flag. I love hard, meaning I'm a stalker. I'm going to annoy you. I'm going to be jealous, territorial. I'm going to make sure you don't enjoy the relationship at all. But it's because I love you. Mm. Entitled dating piece of trash contestant number four, the love hard, the excuse that I love hard. Mm. That's why I act crazy. All right. The crazy bitch. <laughs> you bitch. You bitch. Oh, my gosh, man. Look. Well, you, you can still search. There's still some good ones out here. Oh, man, these people. Yeah, the slasher tires brick through a window is because I love hard. Like this woman right here, this woman right here. I love hard. So I'm going to be a hoe. There in, in the caption, it says, I love too hard. Guys, women use that excuse. And you'll see these clues, these contact clues very early. I love too hard. No, 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 no. You crazy. Call the police on you. You crazy. And guys, you will run through crazy women. And then when she turns crazy, you wonder how she turned crazy on you. She crazy. We all did it. Uh, I love too hard. That's your excuse for being a crazy, you bitch. What? You bitch. You bitch. Oh, my gosh. Crazy stuff. So anyway, that's going to be towards the end of the show. Timestamps will be up within the hour after the show concludes. With that being said, we got a whole bunch of other context conversations to have. I saw an interesting dating coach go out in the field and show their receipts. Mm. Maybe on the members live stream, we'll go break it down. <laughs> Holy mackerel. I was like sitting there like, oh, the humanity. My goodness. I'm like, <laughs> if you want to see the video, it's on our locals page. All right. You got to be a member. I think it's, it, I think you got to, yeah, we had infield receipts, big game being spit out there. Oh, the humanity. My Lord, I was like, look out. These guys are, they're running too much game out here. They had so much game. They needed a referee walking around with them, throwing flags for ass interference. They needed to blow the whistle. Shout out to Ice Cube for the lyrics. All right, locals.com.
CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. Anyway, to contribute to today's show, Dollar Sign CGA Live on the Cash App, Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo. Yeah, there were some big game hunters out there. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And and you can also, also super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. All right, this is the realest show on YouTube. I know, man. Um, Shadow band included. What are we doing here? Be real mahogany. Let's start over with you. He says, Coach, can you confirm if $400 for 40 minutes is across the nation or just on the West Coast? I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I don't know. What, what, what do you want me to tell? I don't know what to tell you. John Angelo says, uh, good morning, CGA. Glad you're back. Just got off the phone with, uh, with, uh, with wife, my friend. It says wife, my friend. I think you mean with. He says, just got off the phone with my friend. He's always complaining about his wife. He told me to stay single. Free agent lifestyle for life. There's nothing like, there is nothing like a married man who tells single men, uh, single men to stay single. And I, I've been critical of married men, but I want to acknowledge and shout out the married men who do tell the real about marriage. Now, you might say, why don't the married man become single? Well, there's a penalty if he becomes single, and he knows that. It's cheaper to keep her, and he cannot just become single. Of course, he's going to have to deal with the baby mama terrorism, and the bra is going to go crazy. He's got to give up money. It's going to cost. There's a price for freedom. We'll go over all that. I'm going to tell you, most married men can hardly ever, without pandering, um, support marriage with a with an argument i mean without a bunch of pandering there are some men that can pull it off there are some men that can pull it off shout out to leave coach it's gordita it's gordita tuesday i have but one important question do you have your tacos before or after slow tuesday i'm gonna say before because after I have post-nut clarity, you know. And we want to make sure we acknowledge our favorite Gordita of them all is uh, this woman right here. She's going to kick off the show with uh, a little bit of reality check out here. Hey, I love this girl right here. The question. What's your body count? What? What's your body count? Body count? 260. I'm not going to lie. No, not your, your body count. What do you mean? How many... Oh no, she's way more lightweight than I am. Ma'am, how many bodies have you had sex with? Oh no, I can't count that. <laughs> oh. Uh -oh. No, I cannot. <laughs> Let's just say it's more than the ten fingers, okay? Oh my goodness. Hey. Oh the humanity. Looking at what dating coaches pick up, that doesn't surprise me at all. She's not gonna lie. All right. And my man is like, oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. And look at the girlfriend. She knows. This girlfriend knows. That's like her sister, her cousin, the prettiest one in the family and shit. And she knows she's been ran through. Not only that, she got titties on her back, bro. Like, that's how it went. Look at that, man. Wow. She got them on the back. 
bro, that's when you know, man, she gonna be just wrapping you in that warm embrace. To wrap you in. Like when they big, she got an A cup on the My back. Warm embrace. Hello. Hello, baby. And I make Come it to last forever, baby. Yes, I catch <laughs> Come to daddy. When you let me wrap you in. Come to daddy. She got a butt in the front and titties on the back. Hello. That's what I love on a Tuesday. Give it to me, baby. What's your name and what's your sign? I need to have all that. Give it to me. To wrap you in. Roski. Right the, before the taco. Hello. And I make Give it, it to me, last forever. Hey, even the David Jones is taking Come to daddy. <laughs> when you let me wrap you You know what? As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I do have footage of several dating coaches out here in these streets. We're going to show you um, some infield receipts. How about we do this right now? I actually have video of one of your most popular dating coaches picking up in the infield. And he does not discriminate. He does like a little oh, bit of humanity. And we're going to show you him taking her home. All right. Are you guys ready for this? Hold on for a second. We got to get y'all ready for this. We're going to show you. We got infield receipts of one of your most popular dating coaches out here. All right, so let's go ahead and pop it up on the screen. I know you guys are going to want this. Don't worry about the sound. I'll narrate. Here you go right here, ladies and gentlemen. Don't say these dudes ain't got no game. Look at what we got. Infield receipts right here. Let's go ahead and pop it up. And he coming right from the bar, right on the motorcycle, Right on the moped, and look at what we got. Hello, oh, the humanity. Get it, get him, daddy. Get him, daddy. Man, she got a full uh C cup on the back, booty all in the front. Hell, uh oh, oh no, what are we doing? Oh, the humanity. Man, this is just this is reprehensible. What dating coach is that? I can't remember his name. What dating coach is that? <laughs> I don't know what we doing. <laughs> dating coaches, man, y'all need to be careful about how y'all transporting your people around. What dating coaches? Name your favorite dating coach. <laughs> All right. With the infield receipts. Oh my goodness, it gets bad out here, but game is all that matters. And don't 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 lie to me. I've seen I've seen the infield footage. I've seen the infield footage. <laughs> Listen, it wasn't that far off. Goodness. Oh, the humanity. Anyway, man, that's why we start the show here on this one. Let's get to these earlier contributors. Did I get them all? I did. All right, hold on for a second. I got to check something out real quick. I got to move over to what's going on with my mouse. My mouse is on the wrong screen. <laughs> like, hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. This is crazy. I can't even control the other side of my computer. Let me see something. My mouse is stuck on the other side of the screen. I don't know you can't see this, but it's quite hilarious of me trying to do this here. Wait a minute. I'm going to have to do... Hold on for a second. <laughs> this is crazy. My my mouse is stuck on the other side of the screen. I can't even control the computer over there. Hold on for a second. That means I can't get to the tabs over here. That's what I get. The dating coaches are laughing. We got you, sucker. We got you. Like, I don't even know how that, how in the hell does that happen? I got two screens. I got to unplug the computer back. Hold on for a second. Let me, let me do this. 
I got to give me give me one second. Give me one second. <laughs> what are we doing? New 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 world order. Oh my goodness. All right, so look, don't worry about it. I can I can handle it. All right, that means I'll just have to pull up I'll just have to pull up some of my tabs over here. I got to sign in the Cash App and all of that. That's what I do. Oh, they making me jump through hoops and hurdles over here. I've never seen that before. I've never seen I never seen that. I actually I am running. I got interference being ran. The dating coaches are laughing at me. They're like, look at this dude. Because I got two screens. I got two Macs. I can interchange the mouses like this. But I've never seen the mouse on this side of the pad. Okay. Oh, I figured it out. I give myself a, hey, give myself a raise. I almost, um, I almost called in my assistant Kaylee on this one. I was like, Kaylee, come in. I would have had to wake her up. All right, I figured it out. I didn't know how. I've never seen that happen before. All right, so here we go. We we got it. We got it set up. Uh, all for nothing, anyway. All right, I was gonna check Vimo Cash App, and uh, Macaroni Tony says, "Shout out to my brother, Little Mousy, for beating the Great Case. All praise due to Allah." Or who is Little Mousy or Little Mosey? Little Mosey. He's a rapper. Jury finds rapper Little Mosey and banned Kid J not guilty of grape. All right. Okay. Another one. Grape is hard to prove, man. Grape is simply hard to prove. I mean, you're going to have to have them jump off the thing with a ski mask. It's hard to prove because it's it's, it's hard to define. I mean, it's 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 sad that it's hard to define. You know, I, I acknowledge both sides of the argument. And often, oftentimes, they're not alcohol and drugs are a part of it. Okay, it's not it's not these situations where, um, you know, the dude jumped out the bushes. I mean, there's those things happen, but they're few and far between. Most of the time, it's out of context. Uh, it's he said, she said. So it's hard to prove, and that's why these cases don't get taken to court. Uh, many times, when they do get taken to court, uh, and there's an indictment or a charge. The woman doesn't testify. She withdraws. You know, they find out. They bring up her past. Uh, the guy, there, there's a bunch of stuff that goes on with these cases. They're hard to prove. So, man, shout out to him. I don't know the situation, but, uh, and many times you have false allegations, false alligators. Uh, you got the guy who, uh, there was a misunderstanding. There was a removal of consent. There was consent. There was, I mean, it's just a mess. Uh, the big thing, the big takeaway, as I always say, uh, if you're not around late at night, drugs and alcohol, and you eliminate them, you'll be least likely to deal with those accusations. Or as a woman, you'll be least likely to be put in those situations. Both people had to be held accountable, right? Both people have to be held accountable. Men don't be around women, skeezers that are out late at night doing drugs. And I even include marijuana and drinking alcohol. Odds are you'll probably never be around a grape case unless you do it. We got a brother here. He says, my name is Lex and I've been ninja watching for about four months. This is my first time contributing four months late. I have three boys, four, six and four, two and six months. I came home yesterday and they were gone, gone, gone. Baby girl, you're gone. Yeah, they got the skedaddle, and guess who left with? He says, I am self-employed, and she is a stay-at-home mom. She hit me with a, 
I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Yeah. <laughs> About five months ago, an ish went downhill from there. As I tell you, soon as you hear, I'm not happy. Game over. It's game over. Game over. And she stole the kids. She kidnapped the kids, ladies and gentlemen. In other words, let me translate that. She kidnapped the kids from the father. She committed a crime, but that's neither here nor there. I saw it coming thanks to you and have been speaking to a lawyer. Shout out to you. The marriage will is undefeated. Thanks for all that you do. Shout out to our man, Lex. Unfortunately, he's going to be dealing with this for a long time. He also, also has been dealing with what? The praying mantis. He got praying mantis. How do I know he got praying mantis? He has four, two, and a six-month-old. What do I tell you about women who file for divorce or break up the, let's just say, the marriage ends, either amicably or non-amicably. And the kids are not school age. Like the kids are not in either pre-K or kindergarten. If you morons, notwithstanding the present company, <clears throat> if you morons can't even get to the point where your kids are in school, that marriage was illegitimate from the beginning. It's illegitimate. She saw the clock winding down. She saw that the point where the stay-at-home mom shit was running out. Two months, a two-year-old, a six-month-old. She's already filing for divorce. She got four-month-old. She's going to claim all kind of postpartum depression and all kind of bullshit. That says she's going to volunteer to be uh, labeled mentally insane or in mentally unstable. And then say she's the fit parent, which is the oxymoron of the family court. The woman says, well, I've been dealing with mental instability, but I'm the fit parent. <laughs> this woman's kidnapped the kids against the parents, the father's wishes. She's restricted the parental rights of the father. I'm sure he's abusive too, because we're going to get to that. But fortunately, he's been listening to me. He found me right on time and he saw this coming. The I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Is the coup d'etat <laughs> of relationships. It's over. There's no repairing it. And the only men who stick around are the simps who have successful marriages, right? Unfortunately, the clock's not going to work very favorable against him. He's going to be on child support for the next two decades. He's self-employed. Uh, the beautiful thing about self-employment is that you're somewhat untouchable unless they hire a forensic accountant. And even then, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're looking for. Um, and it's going to cost a heavy price. They're going to say that it's going to cost 10 grand potentially for a woman to go through a uh, hire a forensic accountant, and then they're going to make shit up. They're going to make it up. All right, they don't know what the hell they're looking at. They're just going to make it up. Uh, they're not even going to let you rebut the evidence that they came up with. All right, but uh, that's neither here nor there. So the beautiful thing about self-employment is you're not as touchable as a person that is a W-2 wage slave. So thus, you're, it's going to be harder to get their case together. But nonetheless, what it looks like it's going to be is um, you're going to make sure you get your 50-50 custody. And you'll get it. These courts don't want to deal with these baby mama terrorists coming in here asking for full custody for no reason at all but to be selfish, whiny, sniveling, vindictive little women. All right, so you'll get your 50-50, but you'll start, probably still play child support because she's going to claim she left the working landscape in so I could focus on my career to become a mother. All right, she's got all but five years off the work plantation. She can... Hey, Subway and Walmart always hiring, bitch. Subway and Walmart always hiring. You're qualified to go to Walmart. All right, so don't say you can't get a job. She just wants to sit on her ass and collect child support. No, no, 
No, go to Subway. Go make some sandwiches. And what she's going to find is the things that she was unhappy about providing for you, she's going to end up having to do for a construction crew all at noon. She's going to make 30 sandwiches at noon on Subway, at Subway. That's what she's going to do. And she didn't even want to make you a sandwich. All you had to do was make one sandwich for me per day. Now you're making 30 sandwiches at lunch for Hector, Raimondo, and Fernando and his crew. All the subcontractors and all the people coming out working under the table. Yeah, you're making 30 sandwiches at Subway per hour. What you talking about? You mad because you got to make me a sandwich. You making a whole bunch of people sandwiches over there. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I don't like making you a sandwich. Now you making 30 sandwiches. What the fuck you talking about? Mm. Yeah, bitch. Hey, man. Look, man. Yeah, you can't deal yeah, with these bitch. people. You can't deal with them because they're mentally stunted children. You're dealing with children. Anyway. <laughs> what do we got here? No government name. Last one, and we're going to get into the show. What's up, Coach Alini? New video showing Capitol Police giving um, is the insurrectionists guided tours and opening doors on January the 6th while working with Pelosi's filmmaker's daughter and son-in-law. Never mind, normies don't know what we're talking about. We love you, Coach. No Cuomo. I have been seeing that uh, particular clip. Uh, going around and it's viral. Everybody knows what's going on, but you know, it's sad that 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 that, that that's going to be ignored. And but people knew what it was from the beginning. I mean, you can't just get that kind of access without without help. I mean, they wouldn't let me do something like that. Matter of fact, they arrest me on the spot for doing something like this. Uh, but uh, yeah, I believe uh, I, you know they'll never they'll never acknowledge that. Let me let me get to the show. Shout out to you. I, I'm not going to get too touch too much on that side of the argument. Because, I mean, I'm sure there is footage. That, well, you didn't see this footage. But that whole thing was a setup, if you will. I don't Can you still talk about that on YouTube? We got a new CEO. New, 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 new world. We got a new CEO, Niggero. All right, around here. Shout out to her. Shout out to the new CEO. Uh, the new one. Are these men pandering to their wives? Are these men pandering to their wives? There are some more Super Chats. I'm going to get to them. I'm going to get to them. But let's 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 pull up this brother right here. Uh, he's going to talk about why men need to redefine what it means to be nagging, right? like a woman's nagging you. And it says men don't like when a woman nags. Oh, OK. Uh, let's listen to this gentleman. Obviously, he's a married man. A married man, what you have to understand is that they lack the testosterone of single men. Yes. Mm. Now, this is over a broad base. This is a broad based generalization. But there's scientific data to prove that men that are married or in cohabitating relationships and or that have children have lower testosterone. All right. And this is because this allows them to bond to their family. This is a purpose. This doesn't mean they're it doesn't mean that they're less of a man. It just means that that testosterone lowers naturally in order for them to stick around. All right. And then when this happens, they don't realize that they start to become more effeminate than masculine. Although they can maintain some form of masculinity, they start to become effeminate. All right, so let's play this gentleman here, and uh, we'll go from here. Let's see what he has to say about nagging. Oh, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's get this guy. <laughs> Why are you always nagging? Stop nagging me, right? I used to be one of those guys who would say, I don't want a woman that nags me, right? But when I started to listen 
to what she quote unquote was nagging about, I started to hear that she was just simply trying to teach me, right? She's just stating her dislikes. And as a man, you should be listening to understand instead of listening with your own selfish intents. That's when you start to walk into your manhood, when you stop being selfish, stop only thinking about yourself and stop thinking about how you feel. That's how you know you're walking into your manhood. A woman is not quote unquote nagging. She's trying to help you understand. Well, that's an interesting take, sir. I don't believe there's no pander involved in that. Could you be getting some internet peace leave beyond these points? Are those some internet brownie points that you're getting? Mm. Holy mackerel. Oh, the humanity. Anyway, interesting take there. So what you're saying, as a matter of fact, is you're being taught. You know what? It, what? <laughs> black men, let's have a conversation. I got to huddle black men up for a minute. You single mother raised. Side chick raised. You, your mother was a side chick. Just let you know, most of your mothers were side chicks. You were raised by side chicks. Let's just call it what it is. Because you, your mother wasn't married to your father. Your father was a Rolling Stone. He is a deadbeat. So you guys with this bullshit. And I always told you, it's always the black men that jump up on this screen. And with the least amount of successful relationships, with the least amount of marriages, with the most baby mamas, it's always black men that jump on here. Sounding all flowetic and poetic about how to make shit work. And they come up with the most effeminate versions of relationships to make it work. It always is to pander to the woman. Now, when I look at other races of men, they are never going, this is how we pander. We're going to pander to the woman. White men do this too. White. They might do this too. Oh, it's cheaper to keep her. They fall into that bullshit. But it's always the least successful men out here that are coming up here with this gobbledygook. It's crazy. And then guess what? Comment section is all litty. Oh, I said, yeah. Accept our nagging. We're supposed to accept nagging because she's teaching me. Why is it that you men are so inefficient in your life that you're always having to be taught by someone who has no responsibility or bearing even for their own decision making? Miss Natty, do we get to see the wife? Please let me see what the wife looks like. Let me give you one guess. Yeah, marrying obese women left and right. Oh, the humanity. Macking obese women. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling. It's truly an experiment because when you look at the rest of the world, nobody does what American black men do. It's nobody does it. No, I mean, very little. But this is now. Oh, she's teaching me. What is she teaching you how to pee sitting down to? How to tuck your tampon string? What else does she teach you, sir? She's teaching me. What? I mean, I mean, this is out of control. Nagging is teaching. <laughs> These got to be the worst teachers in the history of teaching. She teach you how to wipe, too. What else does she teach you how to do, man? You men grow up with no home training. You got to be taught by a mate. Mm. 
Your mates teaching you, teaching you what? Let me listen to this garbage again. Just say, why are you always nagging? Stop nagging me, right? You can tell this man's lost in life. I guarantee you he does not have a very good job. Yeah, his job is not very good. Let's continue. I used to be one of those guys who would say, I don't want a woman that nags me, right? But when I started to listen Uh to what she, quote unquote, was nagging about. What? I started to hear that she was just simply trying to teach me. Why does your mate always have to teach you what? What your side chick single mother wasn't able to teach you? Where's your daddy? You men do not have fathers that teach you. You know why? Because you fathers out here failed. Yes, some of you guys were worried about all the peace leave you were going to get creating children all over the place. Yeah, there's some of you out here and you did not teach your sons. This is what happens when fathers don't teach their sons. Fathers that don't teach sons, sons end up learning from side chicks. Right. She's just stating what her dislikes. And as a man, you should be listening to understand instead of listening with your own selfish intents. This is a leadership skill for men and women. That's when you start to walk into your manhood, when you stop being selfish, stop only thinking about yourself and stop thinking about how you feel. That's how you know you're walking into your manhood. A woman is not quote unquote nagging. She's trying to help you understand. Woo! This is man almighty. Uh, I don't see the many men. I don't even many, see many men actually in here agreeing with him. As I go through the comment section here, I see mostly men, uh, women, and then there is one man in there saying, "Bro, stop being a pander bear." She doesn't have to nag. Hey, any man putting up with nagging of any level. It effeminizes you. That's what she's doing. She's teaching you how to not be respected as a man, period. But that's neither here nor there. Let's go into the next one. Um, are married men getting a raw deal? Let's take a look at this man. All right, this man right here. Let me see something here. I'll let me refresh the screen. Here's a man that says he's going to show his wife you appreciate. Oh, wait. Showing. Well, let me let me put it up here. You know me with my reading. Reading is fundamental with CGA. All right, where we got here? Showing your wife you appreciate her means everything. See, you can see where I could have a problem with it. Showing your wife you appreciate her means everything. I, the sentence structure of that is kind of messed up. So I blame it on the writer here. Yes, I've written three books, but pick them up. Links in the description box below. But she's a pretty little chocolatey young thing. You guys know I like them like this. Even with the weave, I'll take it. And her feet are out. So, hello. Uh, let's see how he's going to show his wife that he appreciates her. And it means everything. All right, let's go ahead. And, let me see if there's music on this. About catch All right, there is music. So, I'm going to have to mute it. Uh, it looks like there's, thanks for doing the dishes, a C-note. A C-note attached to it. Okay. All right. So, $100 for doing the dishes. Interesting here. Um pretty thing is going over to the microwave thanks for cooking a couple of c-notes attached oh we're gonna go to the laundry mat and there's a c-note thanks for doing the laundry and there's also four c-notes relax and enjoy the rest of your day so let's go back to the earlier super chat where someone asked me four hundred dollars for 40 minutes 
$400 for 40 minutes, would that be too much money? Well, what I just witnessed is this man paying his wife, but he gets it for free. This is all about $700 in C notes, almost a full grand for her doing what she would be supposed to do. To do. People in the comment section are saying he's supposed to be helping around the house. Well, we don't know the structure of the relationship, meaning he could be working 40-hour shifts. We don't know. But he's just showing appreciation, and a lot of women are turned off by this behavior. Some women are saying, hey, he's showing his appreciation. Some women are saying, no, he should be actually doing the work, which actually is, is a whole other conversation that I don't want to get into. But again, he's paying his wife. This is pay for play. What do I tell you? I tell you all the time. Marry people pay for play at the highest rates. This is another, this is just another one of these examples of what this man basically is, basically is proving my point. This is an actual pay for play to continue the relationship going, or at least to continue the happiness going. He's demonstrating that cash has value, transactional relationship. Now, I think, you know, if you've ever been in a relationship, you will find yourself doing things like this, you know, as some sort of reward or incentive. She might, you know, there's people who like intrinsic awards, meaning words of affirmations. Some people like extrinsic awards, like ribbons and, and trophies and purses and cash. She might be, her love language might be cash and gifts and prizes. So she might be fine with this. Some women might say, no, I would like you to be a little more participation, right? I would like you to tell me instead of uh, uh, giving me things and prizes. I don't want to be bought. But this is improving once again that it is indeed the married men who pay for play. Indeed. Indeed. There's, there's no argument. I mean, he could have went to the junior college and had them two freshmen and sophomores based on some values, East Coast, West Coast, Midwest. He could have had him two junior college girls serve his ass up. Everybody see this. Guys, married men do this all the time. Married men do this all the time. This is not this is not abnormal. Now, I don't know why he recorded it. He's trying to get some brownie points and he found himself in quite the debate on this page. And like I said, I don't see anything I don't see anything um I won't say I won't see anything wrong. This basically shows me that you're when you're married, you're paying. Imagine if her her love language is intrinsic, extrinsic awards, and he doesn't do this. Well, he's going to pay even dearly. But it's sad. This is what this is what people are boiling marriage down to. You're eventually going to have to pay to play, sir. All right. Last one. Last one. Are married men getting a raw deal? Last video here. We're going to see this guy here. I, I don't know if there's there is some music on this one. But I'm going to refresh it and play the sound. Apparently, it says man comes home from a 13-hour shift and his wife offers him a bite of her pizza, pizza slice for dinner. All right, let's play it. But I'm saying I, I can't come home to a because, you know, what, what we married for? What we married for? I'm not your mama. I'm your wife. I just pulled a 13-hour shift. I just knew I was gonna come home and have, have some food on the goddamn stove. Man, that be playing, man. You been doing for like two or three months, man. What is it? You don't pay no goddamn bill. I pay the car notes, the house notes. 
family trips, I pray for Yes, you know what? Provide and protect, provide and protect. That's what you're supposed to do. Why? I can't get no food in the house then. Huh? Apparently, there's a part one and part two or part three of this. This is the only one that I have on this one. But I want you to this is a tremendous breakdown again of a man. Remember when I opened the show and I told you hit the like button, first of all, well, my likes are reprehensible. I told you just having a partner does not make you successful with women when vice versa. Like a guy will say, well, I get girls and I have a girlfriend and I have a wife. That doesn't mean you're successful with women. Oftentimes it proves you're unsuccessful with women. I, I can make a case why you're clearly unsuccessful with them. Many married people are in this boat right now. A lot of them. And then, you know, statistically, they're headed down the divorce path. I mean, statistically, they are. There are some people who are happy marriages, and I boil it down to less than 10%. Less. Less than 10%. This man claims to have worked a 13-hour shift. He worked at the plant. He comes home. She's in a bonnet. Sweats and um, 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 looks like a T-shirt and some house shoes, house slippers. She's not coming home enthusiastically waiting to see him, rewarding him for his hard work. Not only that, he's asking why there's no dinner on the table. He assumed that there was going to be dinner on the table, and he's going through what is important to him. He's like, I provide and protect. I pay these bills. I, I trick on you. I have family vacations. He acknowledged all of the things that are important to men who he thinks he's making a transactional relationship value. He says, I'm providing this. You're supposed to provide that. Obviously, he's so unsuccessful with women. He can't get her to agree to this or she's baiting switching him. She's like like a drug dealer. She provided it at one point, but now she's safe and secure. So she no longer has to provide it. And he gets penalized on the exit. So now he's trying to negotiate and he's negotiating with a terrorist. She demeans him by putting up a, uh, a half-eaten bite of pizza in his face and said, here's your dinner. You fend for your own. Guys, I've been in that part of marriage where the wife was like, hey, fend for your own self. And then you find yourself doing your own laundry, working full-time, providing, paying the rent, paying the bills, and then also folding your own laundry and making your own dinner. Not only that, making the kids dinner as she goes to work or girls' nights out. You realize you got a raw deal. The only exit out of that is a penalty to pay. So he's in that position now. He's fending for himself. She's like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And I'm doing what I'm going to do. And you can't do anything about it. And not only that, you're doing what you're supposed to. This is the kicker. She says, as she's eating and not doing her part, she knows and admits she's not doing her part. She says, she says, you're supposed to. To provide and protect. And he asked, well, what are you supposed to do? No answer. Crickets. Crickets. What do I tell you, gentlemen? These are supposed to be the successful relationships and marriages. And I will prove I can break anybody's relationship down in 10 minutes like a fraction. Most people are in relationships just like this. Most people are. And the guy is just saving face. Let's play it again where you're going to hear the woman say you're supposed to provide and protect. His response, well, what are you supposed to do? I don't got to do shit. That's basically what she said as she shows him a half-bitten piece of pizza. Wow, listen, this is a lot of people 
and she's going to divorce great this dude to kingdom come. Let's play it. But I'm saying I, I can't come home. By the way, it's sad that he's negotiating with her. Guys, pull the plug. There's no negotiation here. She's already a hooker that is not going to perform her hooker duties, but you're going to pay for it. <laughs> what were we married for? Brilliant question. What are we married for? What am I getting out of this? What am I getting out of this? What are we married for? I'm not your mama. I'm your wife. Yeah. Well, that's a good response by her because most men try to marry their mama. Stop marrying your mama. You're better off marrying a hooker. Trust me. Stop marrying your best friend and your partners. It's going to be an L. Oh, she my partner. She my best friend, my homie lover, and my friend. You're going to turn just into this. Just marry, the, marry a woman. Look, you're better off marrying a woman that you hate and buying that woman a house. All right, but continuing. I just pulled a 13-hour shift. I just knew I was going to come home and have, have some food on a goddamn stove. Yeah. Anyway. So that's a lot. That's a complete lack of respect there. Guys, once the respect is gone, it's over. This is the danger of marrying your friend. All right. Because a lot of friendships do end and you might be in love and then you might have marry a friend, but the love's going to wane off. And then if the friendship ends, it's all disrespect and it's downhill. So this is blatant disrespect. You've been doing for like two or three months, man. What is it? You don't pay no goddamn bill. I pay the car notes, the house notes, family trips. I'll pay for Now, this here is an indicator. Uh, I want you guys to listen to this. This is a teaching point because this is the best edutainment on YouTube. Just because you do those things, do not expect anything back in return from women. In fact, this is a, the equivalent of uh, you feeding a stray cat. A stray cat is only going to be loyal to you only because you're feeding it. A parasite, similarly, as long as you're giving back to the parasite and the parasite doesn't have to do very much, the parasite will remain with the host. But there's no reciprocity. The only reciprocity would be if you're with the stripper or a woman of the lady of the night. She's like, there's a fair exchange of this. That's it. She's saying... Once you do these things, I don't have to do anything in return. You're supposed to do them. And he's figuring that out. There's no reward for many people, especially women in the community. There's no reward for these things. She will stay with you as long as you keep paying the bills. Stop paying the bills and the parasite will skedaddle. Just stop paying them. Now. If you married her, you're going to be a deadbeat once you do that. How dare you stop paying the bills? You got to keep providing. Put a roof over her head and take care of your kids. Stop paying the bill. Stop paying the bill. And a lot of guys, you can't do this because then you you, you guys are uh, going to be like, oh, they're going to call me a deadbeat. Call me a deadbeat. All right, call me a deadbeat. No, I'm not supporting freeloaders. And people who treat you like a pet wallet need to be cut off. Cut their asses off. It's better to be the deadbeat. And what you do is you be the deadbeat and you make their winter cold as hell. Make their winter cold as hell and make it so that you live rent-free in their head. So that they keep trying to make you pay and that they jump on all through hoops and hurdles just focusing their life on getting you to pay. And by the time you pay, it's going to go back to all the debt and bankruptcy they're going to in eviction notices. Make their You're already de de the deadbeat. You're the fool right now. Freeze their asses out. 
I accept the deadbeat title, I'll put that shit right on my forehead. Dead freaking beat. But what I'm going to do is bankrupt your ass. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make your parasite ass freeze in the winter. Yes, I'm a landlord. I am that guy. I'm the slumlord. You don't pay your rent. Your ass freezes. That's how it works. But what you do is go, oh, I don't want to be seen like the bad guy. So you do what? You keep paying them for doing nothing. This is why your asses find yourself in this position. You think you're going to get brownie points for paying for family trips and brownie points for paying the rent and brownie points for, 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 for providing. There's no brownie points. They're, these people are parasites and leeches at best. And they will sit up under you and treat you like a pet wallet as long as you're afraid of the retribution of be calling be called the deadbeat. Period. <laughs> it's what it is. You know what I mean? Turn that air conditioning off in the summer in Arizona. Ma'am, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's crazy. Stop paying the bill. All right. So no, never think that paying is going to keep. I hear a lot of people talk about that. And I paid and I bought them this and that. Ninja, that don't get you nothing. Tomorrow, there's a new thing you have to pay for. And if you don't pay it, she will pull the plug on the entire operation. Period. That's what you're supposed to do. Man, you know what? I don't protect. I don't protect. That's what you're supposed to do. Why? I can't get no food in the house then. Huh? But I'm saying I, I can't come home. All right, enough about this dude. And it's sad. He's whining. This guy is down there crying for food. Trust me, gentlemen. The biggest thing you can do is learn how to cook for yourself. Many of you cook better than a lot of these women. A lot of these women don't do much cooking anyway. A lot of you guys learn how to cook, learn how to do your own laundry, learn how you will, you will get all of these ideas of trading cohabitation for a woman that does laundry and cook. Guys, I could cook for myself, and now they have Uber Eats. They got fresh delivery food. You can cook for your goddamn self at this point. Mm. And if you have enough money, you could hire a meal prep woman. Oddly enough, have you noticed that the women who don't want to cook for men? I, I knew women. I know several women who are single, independent women who have businesses where they make meal plans for consumers, for, for clients. I want you to check the irony of this. These are women that will probably never cook for a man on a routine basis. But they meal prep for about 10 or 15 men. I tell you, man. How the fuck? But for her, she's getting paid for it. I, I Fine with me. But I'll hire a meal prep before I move a woman in here and beg her to cook. But you single mother raised, side chick raised men. This is what you do and you end up looking like this man. Of course, as pathetic as the woman is, the man is even more pathetic in this situation because you guys will be afraid to cuff your balls. And then you don't want to be, uh, you don't want to kick a woman to the curb. Kick their ass to the curb. <laughs> I don't care what they do. Kick people to the curb, please. To the curb you go. I'll put your ass out there on the curb like this week's garbage. All right? Absolutely. <laughs> Where are we at, man? We coming out swinging today. We coming out swinging. 
We got Detail King says, long time ninja watcher, first time contributor. We'll contribute more soon. Your content got me through my divorce. Give me the buzzer and the mm -hmm. I'm not happy. I'll give you that. I'm not happy. <laughs> we got a great divorce story with, uh, what's her name? Christina Ritchie, an alleged parental alienator. We're going to go through Christina Ritchie, an alleged parental alienator. We're going to see that in ladies. I want to hear you pick sides on this one. We got savagely trading Tony in the building. Six-year-old hit with a sexual harassment in Colorado. A six-year-old, I'm assuming it's a young boy, sexual harassment. <laughs> we treat kids like adults. I mean, we also treat kids like trash. Uh, it's sad how we do our kids. Interesting. I'm sure it's a boy. I'm sure it's a young black man, too, because that's what they tend to want to do, the young black men, uh, unfortunately. Schedule P, four Americans from North Carolina were kidnapped in Mexico. Two of them were deleted. Yeah, man. A sister was on her way to Mexico for a tummy tuck and her friends accompanying her. Uh, was that one of the people? So they were black. They were black, the North Carolina people that got kidnapped. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I actually covered that for the travel bros. Mexico is somewhat off limits. Mexico, man, they can get busy out there. So be careful. Michael Merriweather, women pled out for getting pregnant by a 13-year-old. So it's a plead out. It was a deal. You know, they didn't go to a jury trial. They made a deal. Always try to force people to make a deal. You know what I mean? Force it. And so she she got a good deal. I, mean, I don't blame her. Uh, but we're going to talk about that because there's a double standard about that. We're going to highlight that story again. We have a man who texts several women to see how they would feel about that story. Cali, West Miami, my life, my choice. Seven baby, Seven-time baby daddy living dangerously, but he's right. And he's exposed the fact that being a single mother is a choice. Shout out to the coach gang and free agent lifestyle for life. And yes, <laughs> being a single mother is a choice. It's an absolute 100% decision. You'll find that. And there's a dangerous conversation in the middle of that because they'll women will say, well, then I get the, I, I get the choice to delete my kid at the clip of, uh, you know, the, the, that the race they're doing. So if you're, if you're putting that on them and saying that, well, single motherism is a choice. Well, then they're saying, well, then if I only have if I have the choice, then I can delete the kid. So you can't be pro-life and saying single mother is a choice. You can't you can't. In my opinion, this is just my opinion. You can't blame women for getting the, the rates of, of early terminations of pregnancies that they're doing and then saying single mother is a choice. Right. If they're saying that, that OK, if that's the choice, then I'll kill my baby. Yes, it is what it is, which they do, by the way. Anyway, Esteban Leon, shout out to you. Hey. says just showing love for coach i just hit 405 pounds on the bench press this week life is peaceful fellas work hard hustle hard and make these women earn your presence kick out any headaches he says when you uh make when you make little account wait when you make little accomplishments your confidence will grow your confidence will grow a lot of men are just lacking confidence and uh many of them much of it stems from financial position, inexperience. And we trade our inexperience in for the one thing that we think is uh, what we're entitled to, which is a companion. Anytime your life is going wrong, we end up using the companion. Well, I'll just get a companion and things will be made right. Well, that's not true because what it'll do, it will, it will magnify your inefficiencies. It will magnify what you lack. Companions magnify what you like. They don't hide what you like. 
sadly enough. It's going to expose you more than it is going to reward you. I suggest the opposite. I suggest that you make sure you're efficient in life. Develop some standards, some strategies and rules. Seek peace, quiet, and freedom. Get yourself in a situation where you have decorum, a decorum, a code, a code of conduct for yourself and what you'll accept. Then you'll find out companionship. There's not many available companions to you. So don't go and look for a companion when you lack. Find things that you find, find gaps in whatever your life is. We call them deficiencies. Whatever you're deficient at, overcome that. Then you will find that whatever that confidence is, not the confidence of approaching women, the confidence of looking at women and going, damn, I would have chose her when I lacked, when I was deficient. I would have accepted her. Now I'm not deficient. I would never accept her. It's crazy out here. And shout out to Blue Baggin says, I bet his wife is like, quote, I wear the pants in this relationship. And he's like, happy wife, happy life. Hit these simps with the prices wrong. Shout out to these guys. I'm not happy. <laughs> JJ Frost, welcome back, coach. You've been missed. Hope you enjoyed your time off. Now it's back to work, even though you ain't got no job. I ain't got no job. I ain't got no job out here. It's tough. It's tough out here for you. It's, it's hard out here for a pimp, as they say. All right, it's hard out here for a pimp. Thank you, JJ. And thank you for the brother that was telling us about uh, the, the men who happy wife, happy life syndrome. If you ever say that, you have lacking, you're lacking. Shout out to Derek. We're going to call you D-Will. My life, uh, my living girlfriend, X, gets out of prison this year. <laughs> Wait a minute. My living girlfriend's ex gets out of prison this year for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon on her years ago. He already said, if he can't have her, no one can. I need some horror music. Thinking about tucking my tail and skipping town. Your thoughts. I hope this is a joke. <laughs> I hope this is a joke. My man, you got one decision to make. <sighs> now you knew this was coming you knew this was coming brother you don't act like you didn't know this was coming you got with a girl who got with her and she probably told you she probably said he was abusive well allegedly he's been convicted for being abusive he's a convict you thought he was gonna be there you sat up there for five years and you were like oh i'm good i got five years and then five years came and went now you're sitting up there and he about to get out of jail and he probably like, I'll go back to jail. He probably has a vendetta out for her and you. Yes, sir. And that's you. I hope you're trolling. But there's only one decision to make. Get out. My God. That There's no woman worth any of that. And no, I'm not saving her, man. I'll, new, wait. New, new, I'm not new, saving her. Get out. My good macaroni, Tony. Now nah, I see through it. CGA this that Derek Maxson lookalike is just using that. I'm not like the other men angle for that stanky snail trail. Yes, he was. And of course, did he have on the common the beanie? No, he just has a regular beanie on. I do see a lot of black. Why do black men wear beanies? I think it's because of the hair, right? Like you didn't get your hair cut. 
or your hairline's jacked up or you're in between haircuts. You know what I mean? This is why, you know, I always see black male content creators wearing hats all the time. And I think it's because your hair ain't trimmed up. You're not camera ready. That tells me you ain't ready to produce. I'm going to just throw a hat on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get it, man. Nah, man, show you raggedy. Show your raggedy ass hairline. Show your raggedy ass hairline. Show your hairline all the way back in the middle of your damn forehead. All right, show you that you ain't got no haircut in three weeks and you couldn't afford to go to a barber. Okay, why do people, oh, it's exactly that. Yeah, man, get your, get camera ready, ninjas. And I don't care who it is. And, and when we say ninjas, it's not just black men. Get camera ready. If you're going to be a content creator, that's like for me one day, oh man, I ain't going to comb my beard out. Get camera ready. Always throwing a hat on. By the way, I think be, having a hat on as a content creator actually works for you in your favor. All right, I noticed that as views. A lot of people wear their hat backwards. For some reason, wearing your hat backwards, people click on your pictures already. They click on your videos. I think a hat backwards, don't, don't quote me on it, but I see the hat backwards actually works for views. I don't know what it is. Ladies, ladies, what is this? Do you guys like hat backwards, dudes? Brothers always got hats on. Like the hat is for some reason. Yeah, the do-rag. Every time I see a dude, they have a do-rag or a hat. I'm like, you just didn't even prepare. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I need to wear a hat. That's what I need to do. I need to get a hat. But I can't wear a hat when I got headphones on. See, that's kind of where my, it's kind of where I have a problem. You know what I mean? Where's my hat? I normally have hats around here. Need to wear a hat. <laughs> where are we at? Okay, uh, let me see here. Let me check Cash App. Cash App. Get a damn man. Comb your hair. All right, comb every. Okay, we got uh, Preston says, can we discuss wives that cheat but do not have sex with their husbands? Well, we talk about that quite a bit. Uh, the prop, the reality is, yeah. I mean, look, man, uh, men and women marry men for a lot of reasons, and sex is not one of them. I'm going to tell you if women made a list of why they married their husbands and I'm not talking about younger if if women marry made a list married women if they made a list of why they're married to their husband I guarantee you sex is not in the top 10 now lack of sex or bad sex will be in the top 10 but why did you marry him? They'll give you 10, 10 reasons why they married you other than sex. And this is the trap that men get laid in. I mean, literally and figuratively, what happens is you marrying her for sex is one of the prime reasons why you married her. Like it's prime. It's in the one top one or two reasons why you married her. Top one or two women in the top 10. It is not one of the reasons. At all. So thus, a woman can then find that you don't fulfill her sexually, and she can either do one or two things. She could tuck tail and just stay married to you and say, well, the hell with it. We'll just be sexless. Number two, she could say, I'll go find sex out outside of it, and then you marrying her for sex, you get penalized for it. Why do I still have this fool up on my screen? Mm. Be careful with that one. Be careful with that one. Guys, sex is not and now. Now, the loyalty here, the whole thing about you, could, because she might not marry you for sex, but you going to get sex outside of her. 
that is going to be problematic for her. So again, it's a very mixed bag. I want men to know before you find out the hard way. Women do not marry men for sex. Like they're not marrying you to be getting an exclusive sex partner. You're marrying her to get an exclusive sex partner, right? It's a very simple thing. So yes, if they could not enjoy sex with their partner and go get it from somewhere else, do they do it? Not all of them, but they will. And they see no problem with it. They'll just shift the blame to you. They'll just blame you for it. Well, you pushed me into his arms and you didn't hug me and I felt alone and you sucked in bed. You wouldn't eat me out. You gave me the five stroke special. <laughs> it's crazy, but this is, this is understanding. Look, we don't have to agree. It doesn't have to make sense to you, but you should understand it. Otherwise, if you fight what I'm teaching you today, you're going to find out the hard way. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're going to marry you for a way bunch of other reasons other than sex. Because they can get sex from anybody. They don't have to marry for sex. Most men have to marry for sex. Most men are faithful because they have no other options. Oh, I'll never cheat on my wife. Yeah, because you can't cheat on your wife. Like, you don't even have that option. <laughs> like, that's not even available to you. Like, that's not something that you have to fight on a daily basis. Yeah, you get, it's easy to be loyal when nobody's putting panties in your pockets in the elevators. It's easy to stay loyal. It's easy to stay loyal when you make $60,000 a year and you work 12 hours a day, clocking in and clocking out. Very simple. Mm. Like, it's never going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's the chances of that happening, Mr. Nine or Five? Mr. Taking the subway up and back? What do you, what, what's the chances of that happening? Mm. Mr. Five Stroke Special? Mr. Millimeter Peter? Like, ain't nobody knocking down your door, your bellies hanging over your belt. Yeah, it's easy to not cheat on your wife then. Nobody's knocking down your door. What are we doing? <laughs> All right, what are we doing? All right, let me let me do this here. <laughs> TW, been listening to your perspective for a while. Folks are married, but I see uh, your point super clearly. You came from nowhere, but a man, I was likely to end up in the, he says, but oh, I'm sorry, you came from nowhere, but man, I was likely to end up in the proverbial grinder. A part of me was like, uh, wants to be a normie, but the freedom of being alone is too nice. What is one actionable thing you would suggest to an individual in their early 30s after coming back from your trip? Appreciate your wisdom. Uh, shout out to you. Hey, man, a lot of us, a lot of us, you know, aspire to be normies. There's a lot of comfort in being a normie. Right. It's very comfortable. People will be happy with you. You'll smile. You'll have useless conversations. Nobody will challenge every anybody. And um, it's very easy. You'll have a mate. You'll go through struggle and strife. You'll say it's part of the whole thing. And uh, what I would tell you is it's tough to choose the alternative route because it seems like it's a loss. But it's actually the window to everybody's soul. It's actually what people end up pursuing when they get into Normieville. They're like, I wish I can be free. I wish I could travel by myself. I wish I can do that. Uh, but instead of uh, saying that's a good life, they will highlight the negatives. You will die alone one day. Well, so will you. You'll come home and your husband will just croak. All right. You'll come home from Kroger when you're 70 and your husband will have fell down and he couldn't click his life alert. He died alone. All right. No big deal. Could happen to me. Could happen to him. No biggie. That, that's not a fear. 
<laughs> but with it, with it being said, with it being said, what I will tell you guys is before you settle down, before you settle down, go travel the world. And I've been telling you that since 2018 when I wrote my book, travel the world first, come back to your stomping grounds. You will find that there's more out there of the world than you would actually have anticipated. You know, you might think Nigeria is nothing but cloud of dust. When you go there, they have beautiful settings and all kind of shit. And you're like, damn, if I would have known, I would have made this an option for me. But no, you're born in Columbus, Ohio, in the middle of nowhere, snow cows 20 miles outside, silos everywhere. And you think this is your only option. This is all I'm going to have to make the best of my life in Columbus, Ohio. And you never sought out what was possible outside of those areas. You limited yourself. As a man, you totally limited yourself. You got to go out and seek first what's the best situation for you. Because that was decided for your parents decided that Columbus, Ohio was the best for you when you were a child and them. But it might not be the best for you. You might have somewhere else where you can thrive. But you got to find that out first. And even if you find that, go find that out and you come back, you might find out. Columbus is the best for you. Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. <laughs> it might be, it might be something better out there for you, but you got to seek it first. Many of you guys find your soulmate, but oh, I, you know, in, in the whole soulmate conversation, I had this conversation. Oh, my soulmate, my soulmate. I don't believe in soulmates. It's foolishness. Because the soulmate oftentimes have to be like, you know, they have to speak the same language as you and it be the same religion as you and they have to be the same race as you and they have to fit into certain body standards and all of a sudden they're your soulmate. That's not a soulmate, that's a selection. A soulmate would be me and I go to Nigeria and them fufus there and we can't speak no language. We can't, we can't even speak together, but our hearts are intertwined. And I leave Columbus and I go to a hut and, or I go to some waterfall in Nigeria and, and we just learn how to communicate over years. That's the soulmate. But nobody ever does that shit. The soulmate often has to look and walk and talk the same bullshit. It's absolute garbage. It's a farce, right? But people fall for this goofy shit. But you do you, normies. Listen, beat normies if you want. I don't know what to tell you. Where we at? They often got to be in the same locale, speak the same. Like, like the whole odds, you're actually whittling it down. So may potential to like five people on planet Earth. All right, look, Kaylin says, for those married men out there, I feel sorry for you. You tried uh, to do what's best for your woman and society, yet you receive little or nothing at all. Single men get more sex and peace from women than you do. And that's sad. Hang in there, guys. Hang in there, you married guys. Well, I'm in a wonderful marriage, coach. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me prove that out. 52 things. Get my book. I'll prove uh, if you if any married man wants to challenge me right now to prove that you're a loyal husband. If you want to prove that you're a loyal husband, please, I invite you to Las Vegas. Come on down. I'll pay your flight. We're going to record everything, by the way. Everything's going to be filmed. And I'm going to show you in probably 24 hours 
you're not as faithful as you believe. Oh, I got some girls. I got a girl named Sunshine that if you took her peace leave and threw it in the air, it'll turn into sunshine. I'll have you calling your wife telling you you ain't coming back. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Hold on for a second. Wait. Now I got to cut you. I'll have you calling your wife telling you you ain't coming back. I'll put I got some girls. <laughs> I got some girls that will turn your marriage inside out right now. So you want to prove Mr. Loyalty to your wife? Don't bring your wife either. Do not bring your wife. Come on, Mr. Loyal Mary guy. Come hang out with me. By the way, we're recording everything. Every single thing. <laughs> You're going to be looking like this by the end of the weekend. You're going to be looking like this. Niggas always got to show they All right, last one. Kaylin says the happy wife, happy life model shouldn't exist, especially when men have to take responsibilities that aren't submissive in actions. Wives were meant to be helpmates, not equals. All right, shout out to you. He says that sounds like a setup. Oh, man, I'll have y'all ass screaming out of here, boy. You'd be like, I ain't coming back. I'm getting married to this girl. All right, so uh, just a little bit of a challenge. All right, so look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get back to the show. We got uh, uh, painfully obvious double standards. This the first one's how a flatback gets out of a ticket. All right, so we're going to play this clip that I normally play right here. Uh, this, These are women. These are young women who realize their power. Their power is in their femininity and their um, their their mother nature blessing them. We're, we're going to play the clip and then we're going to play a flatback trying to get out of a traffic ticket and seeing if you could get out of, the, of a traffic ticket like the Supreme flatback. Here we go. Ooh. Wrong clip, wrong clip. What's the best thing about being a woman? Probably having tits. Definitely having an ass. <laughs> you grab your boob and you like, you calm down. It's like stress relieving. Yeah. I feel like if a cop like pulls you over, pulls you up or something, then you can just like cry and look pretty. Um, I think the best thing about being a woman is that pussy is globally accepted as a form of payment. Wow. Now, as much as we want to hate on that, uh, a lot of young women feel this way. And it's something that you have to deal with. Sometimes a double standard is a double standard that you cannot change. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to go to this young woman right here. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of the clip. She's going to a supreme flatback, if you will. She's going to get herself in a little bit of a pickle. All right. Uh, she's going to be here. Let's see if we can pop this up on the screen uh, and make this a little bit bigger for you. That's what she said. All right. Uh, here it is right here. You're all the way out in the intersection. Oh, okay. There you go. You know your license was suspended. I apologize about that. You have an insurance suspension and you have like four other suspensions. Huh? I said, you know, you got to pay the tickets. I'm sorry. Where you all right. Oh, wow. Hello. The Arizona State. Hello. All right. Not so much the face. If she didn't have that blonde hair, she'd look like a muskrat. But uh, the body is foldable. I'll, I'll take a I'll take a sip. And uh, she's dressed for a Halloween party. That's why she has the blood. But um, I, I want you to go back and listen to all of the violations that she has. And if you were a black man with any of these violations while being pulled over, I'm just going to say you'll be shot on the spot. So that's the double standard number one. All right. You'll be shot with all of these violations. Let's continue. You're all the way out in the intersection. Oh, okay. Did you know your license was suspended? I apologize about that. You have an insurance suspension and you have like four other suspensions. Huh? I said, you know, you got to pay the tickets. I'm sorry. Where are y'all really? Yeah. So uh, shout out to the submarine flatback. She survived this. There is a little bit of privilege there. Ninjas, you would have been shot 15 times. 
but let's go ahead. Let's go ahead, and I have some junior college. I have some book, money on her books. Let's continue. Your eyes are bloodshot and glossy. Your speech is slightly slurred. I'm just very tired. That's all. It's- There's alcohol coming up. Okay. All right. Like that? Do you have any knee, ankle, hip problems? Oh, so no, this is just <laughs> I got you. What's your highest level of education? I did a bachelor's degree in economics. All right, so she, <laughs> this girl says she has a bachelor's degree in economics. Hey, bachelor mm-hmm. degrees are bachelor's degrees are trash. Sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to inform you. They're garbage. All right. There's nothing. Bachelor degrees are garbage. All right. I mean, associate degrees, bachelor, man, just ball them shit. So, by the way, if you actually are able to accomplish one, I'm not taking that away from you. Congratulations uh, for getting the equivalency of a high school diploma. But I know it is what it is. But this if this woman has a bachelor's degree in economics from Arizona State, it's garbage. All right. But let's go ahead and continue. By the way, you're talking to someone who has a master's degree. All right, so it's not that I don't have. It's not that I don't have a degree. I mean, you know, we'll take out STEM, STEM, of course. But even with the STEM degree, a bachelor's degree ain't going to get you very far. All right, let's continue. I will fold this shit up swiftly. Left. This is why the cop is interviewing. See, you men will not even get this far into the interview, but the cop is just having a little bit of fun. All right. He's like, she got a long neck. I can put something down that esophagus. I want to see this. She got a little bit of her A cups hanging out and pushed up. You would not get this far in the interview. You would already be handcuffed in the back, especially if you were a black man. But if you were a man, you already hogtied in the back. This is the double standard. Right. 43, 42, 31, 40, 39, 38, 39. That throat is ready. 30, um, the rest I did everything okay. that you asked me to. Right? Look at that back, boy. That is a flat back. Anybody ever want to know why I call them flat backs? Look at that back. That back extends from the back of the scapula right there from the C4, the, <laughs> the C4 vertebrae, all the way down to her Achilles heel. That got to be the narrowest waist. Hello. But uh, let's see what she's going to offer up. Let's see what she's going to offer up. You did everything that I asked you to, but. I'll do everything. I have, sir, I'm from Switzerland. I can't have you. I, will, I literally stopped. You're, not even, you're, not, even, you're not even supposed to be driving in the first place. You have five different suspensions on your license. She got five suspensions on her license. Man, who gets this kind of conversation? and treatment for five suspensions <laughs> on the moving violation, who gets to be able to go this far in life like this? Only her. O- only this woman. For you, you would get nothing. You would be locked up already. They would have already served you a warrant and arrested you. But I will not have anybody. Please don't charge me for the DI. I promise I'll leave my car here like you said you would. I never said we would. Or, I mean, I no, but I mean, like, I have the car. And she's shuffling. She's lying. Or well, just, the car can't be driven anyway because there's no insurance on it. Yeah, exactly. But please take the DI off. Please, sir. The one arresting me, right? It, yes, I am the one arresting you. Woo-wee. See you, but everything we've done tonight is on video. I'll take everything off. I don't want you. Uh-oh, she says she'll take everything off. There you go right there. This is how, look. This is the secret that you don't know. She says, I'll take everything off. Well, I can tell you what's under there. There's there's nothing much. Most of it is kind of tucked in. Everything she got, you can pretty much see. But many people don't know at a latch disc effort, this is what they sell. 
they know at the end of the day, you guys would fall forward. I'll take everything off. At the end of the day, all she got to do is say, you know what? I know this is going to work. I'll take everything off. Exactly, but please take the UI off, please, sir. The one arresting me, right? Yes, I am the one arresting you, but everything we've done tonight is on video. I'll take everything off. I'll take everything off. Damn. And a lot of people, look, cops, before the little thing, the little recording device, they used to fold these girls up. They used to fold them up. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> I don't want you to take everything off. I Adam, promise Adam. I'll have somebody pick me up and drive me home. I promise. You don't want to go into jail. Like that. I really Calm don't down. want to be in situation. All right, now she's crying. Oh, bullshit. And by the way, the cop said, we got to disarm this woman. This guy's, this woman's walking around with a deadly weapon. We got to cover this shit up. You know, the temptation, the temptation was too much. They was like, cover the girl up. I know y'all, did you get your peek? We got to cover this shit up. This body cam, we about to be in trouble. They was going to be in the bushes folding this girl up like a love letter from the second grade. <laughs> now she crying crocodile tears. Oh, okay, I can't give them no peace leave. Time to cry. Mm. Oh, they didn't fall for the peace leave thing. All right, tears. After the laughter, there'll be tears. Mm. Yeah, she went right for the tears then. All right, here we go. No one wants to be in this situation. By not going, you're just going to make it worse. Pulling away and everything is another charge. Have what? you ever been in trouble before? Yeah. For what? I've been to the car where, like, there was apparently cocaine. At it's very clear. Wait, look. See, this is what y'all got to watch out for. Um, <laughs> Watch out for white girls. Because they be doing lines of coke. They be doing hardcore drugs, lethal shit. Like, you won't even know it's coming. You be like, oh, look at this bookworm. Look at this nice little, little fair-haired princess. Oh, I was in a car wreck. They found cocaine and crack. You like, the hell? You? They be doing lines, bro. All of these damn methanies and Tasha's. All of these girls, they clean themselves up. They dye their hair blonde and get their little hair curler. And then they look, oh, I'm a little innocent. Get their glasses. She claims to be a nerd. And she been doing lines. She was with a dude, Xanax, party, pack, pills. Molly's. <laughs> All right. What? They be dude. They they are they are notorious for doing hardcore. They be they be tying they shit up, pulling that thing back. You be like, you? Yes, you. Watch out, especially in Florida. Watch out for them, man. They do not think they ain't been doing the dirtiest, most hardcore recreational drugs at 16. Watch out for them. How you look? Let's go back. I know we just having fun at her expense. This, oh yeah, do, did you have any other incidences? Oh, that was that time I'm on probation. Uh, I wrecked the car. They found cocaine everywhere. Mm. <laughs> Watch out for these people. By not going, you're just gonna make it worse. Pulling away and everything is another charge. Have what? you ever been in trouble before? Yeah. For what? I've been to the car where, like, there was apparently cocaine. Oh, apparently there was just there was just a stash of coca. My lord, it's very clear you were at a Halloween party night. Yes, I, I, well, there's yeah. no, there's That's no arguing. You. Can you not make it a session, please? Oh, I promise I would never. A ten and a twenty dollar bill open container. We're past. <laughs> we're, we're past that. No one wants to go to jail. I wasn't trying to. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying okay. to. Man, do you realize if you were a man in this situation, you got a case, you got coca, you wrecked the vehicle, 
You got five moving violations, warrants, unpaid tickets. You wouldn't even be talking to the police. You wouldn't even been talking. There's no conversation. And if you're a man darker than Italians, there you're you don't even have no teeth left to even have the conversation. Your tongue is swollen in your mouth. You're in the back of a paddy wagon. And they're driving it, bending corners at 50 miles an hour in Baltimore. You're not even talking. She's pleading her case on the street, trying to offer some peace leave. This is the double standard. This is the double standard. This is crazy. <laughs> but they get away with it all because that officer wants his salami smuggled. He can't fight the. He's trying to fight it. He, oh, damn. It's my body cam on. He's trying to turn the shit off. And let me turn my body cam off. Get my salami smuggled. He's going to roar in five strokes. And then what? Put this criminal back on the street. Unbelievable. And she probably, I don't know, man. She's not even American. They're probably going to give her ass a pass. And she knows. Double standards or double standards. She knows that she can talk her way out of it. Oh, just cry tears. They would plant evidence in your vehicle if you were a gentleman. It's crazy. This is the world we live in. Let's get to the next double standard. And this one comes stems from the case of the 31-year-old woman in Colorado that we talked about yesterday who got impregnated by a, a young boy of the age of 13. Okay, we, we said that obviously there's a double standard because she got no jail time. She got no jail time. She pled down in the case. They dismissed a couple parts of the case. And um, here it is right here. Let's go back and look. There's a gentleman in our chat who goes by. I can't tell you what his name is. And I can't show you the name of the people who he's having a conversation with. But he decided that he was going to ask some women about this case, but he was going to change the genders or he was going to leave the genders of the perpetrator and the victim out to see what they thought. And he asked this. So this is kind of how we call female own group preference. Ladies, what do you think about it? The woman's 31. The victim, the child, the, the young boy is 13. He impregnates her. She gets charged. She gets no jail time. There's a lot of women shuffling here. So he asks, the gentleman asks a woman via text message, hey, so a 31-year-old Fs a 13-year-old. Now a baby is on the way. Should the rapist be able to decide if the baby lives or is aborted? Or should the grape victim be able to decide? So he left out the genders. And obviously the assumption is that a 31-year-old male impregnated a 13-year-old female. And so the women answers, well, of course, the great victim should be able to decide. No questions. No questions asked. Obviously, because this woman, the woman is in the gray. Responding in the gray. Of course, the woman should be able to decide if she's the victim at age 13. And then he says, well, let's reveal it. The woman is the 31-year-old and the boy is 13. Does this change your answer? And all of a sudden, she's shuffling. Oh, LOL. I assumed the pregnant one was the chick. Well, it is. She's also the rapist. Uh, her response, yeah, my mind is blown. It's all too much. There are so many variables to it all. I know one thing for sure. There's a little bit more of the conversation, but essentially we can wrap this up as now there's so many variables. It's not very clear. I can 
do some shuffling too. Look out, man, what, what you gonna, gonna do? do? Look out, boys, he's coming through. Yeah, man, yeah, man. Yeah, all of a sudden, oh, well, well, uh, well, now that you put it that way, see, these are the double standards that we have to deal with. We do have another one, another woman. He, he's, he went around and he decided to challenge uh, a couple of women on this one to see if, in fact, they would go with female-owned group preference. Are they really moral? So he asked the same question to this woman. Hey, a 31-year-old fornicates with a 13-year-old boy. Oh, he, he, he leaves the gender out. And he says, now a baby is on the way. Should the rapist be able to decide if the baby lives or is abort or terminated? Or should the great victim be able to decide? And here it is. The great victim should be able to decide. Hands down. No discussion. No discussion. What are we talking about? This is easy. The young woman, the 13-year-old woman, obviously, in her mind, she's the victim. She should be able to decide. Quote, is this a story that is in the news? And he says, yes, in fact, the 13-year-old is the boy. Does this change your answer? She says, no. And then she says, well, I take that back. It's the body of the woman she gets to decide. Wow, man. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man, what you going to do? Guys, these are real text messages. This is a coach gang member who follows us on locals. And he decided to go to his, his name is Gels. If you want to look up his text exchange, Gels, just put that in the search. I think you can search via messages or posts. He decided to take it upon himself to learn and learn from what we learn in this sphere. There's no morality. There's double standards. There's double standards. When it comes to situations, you would think women would hold the moral high ground. They typically don't. They will revert back to female-owned group preference. Even when it is clear that the male is the victim. If the situation was flipped, then everybody looks at it from a different lens. Isn't this insane? This is insanity. This is insanity. But for us, we have to know that there's double standards on our side as well. That protects us. And many times we will step up and have those but double standards is just a part of the game but we're also known as the people who have less morality and we're supposed to actually have uphold double standards they on the other end is like we don't have double standards we're moral but when the double standards come in uh no 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 it doesn't count she's a woman so it doesn't count yep interesting stuff we're gonna get to some super chats and then uh get back to the show all right uh let's see here we got some interesting topics left all right let's get through it John Angelo, coach, my baby mama terrorist eloped this weekend. Is there anything I can do through the court so that she can't move out of state? Nope. Well, you can file to block your children moving out of state. All right. That's one thing you can do. Um, there is there is a file. I don't know where you live. Oh, I think you said uh, Ventura County is the case. Your case is in Ventura County. Yes, you can block that. Uh, have your kids move. Right. That doesn't mean anything because all she get do. Look, as soon as you block it, she's going to find a way to unblock it. Uh, so, yeah, this is why, uh, man, having kids and marriages in, in, in America is that type of stuff. But if there's no threat for them to move, right, uh, then the courts are going to say, well, why are you blocking? Right. You just but but um, uh, you just got to have the uh, you just have to have a situation where there might be a case where the kids could be moved. It's crazy. All right. Shout out to Larry. 
Portis with the co-sponsorship. Coach, it's been a while since I caught you live. Been out here grinding and maintaining that 100K I made last year. Fellas, listen to this man. He speaks the truth. Peace, quiet, and freedom forever. Old man winning out here. Us old man are winning. OT says, thanks, Coach, for your wisdom. Uh, XX of mine who thought she found the one and acted a fool to me was like, I was in a dark place, but I'm good now. Uh-uh. See you later, baby. Bye-bye. They always come back. They always come back. Baby, come back. Crypto Keeper seeking seems like the best place to find a sugar baby. The cold approach is dead. By the way, some broad asked me for 10K a month. I didn't argue with that broad. No, man, listen. It's getting kind of weird now. It's all transactional. It's all transactional. There's very little incentive for women to behave in a standard relationship now. Now, there's some women who can't do anything but offer that. So I don't want to hear you women, but what about me, coach? What about the good women out here? All right, there's some good women out here. We just want a loyal, good relationship. I'll be like, how old are you? Well, I'm 36, and man, man, would you sit down? Why do you at age 36 and above think you still be out here? Well, I'm one of the good ones. You're already two decades in. You're two decades in and don't have one clear piece of shred of evidence that you can maintain a long-term relationship. You got zero evidence. <laughs> Absolutely none. You got 20 years practice. Like, where are we? What kind of delusion? Well, I got it now. I made it all make sense. I can do it. I'm loyal. I'm the best one. So let me get this straight. In the last 20 years, all men have fallen and all of them were the reason. Give me the reason to love you back. Give me a what? Get what did you 20 years and all of the men are the problem. That is the biggest red flag walking out here. You're your practice at best, ma'am. Just your practice. You're oh and 128. You're winless. <laughs> you can't, you got one, you got zero wins. And do not have a single, like, do not have a baby out of wedlock or a, don't be a divorcee. You literally are walking around here worse than the Phoenix Cardinals in the 1980s. Like, you got no chance. That's what you got. I'm just being honest with you, by the way. I'm just being honest with you. I know, um, you know, you can't, you know, a lot of people can't stand this type of honesty. You think this is wrong. I'm telling you the truth. Like, you got zero chance. Like, your chances are slim to none, and slim just died. Find something new. Fi find a hobby. You know what I mean? Like, find, you know, become a nun. You know what I mean? Like, uh, maybe uh, potentially, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, find a cause to get into. Join the PTA. Like, do something else with your time. Volunteer firefighter. Counsel women, become a therapist. I mean, get a cat. I mean, do something else with your time. Get off Tinder, get off seeking, get a dog. I mean, go go travel the world. I don't know what to do, but that but relationships have not worked for you. <laughs> Here we go. Neo Mass call Tennessee cops. Uh Megan Hall out cheer. Oh. 
called Tennessee Cops. Megan Hall out. Cheer. I'm not sure what that means, but anyway, uh, the work the workday show says my 105 pound 23 year old half Japanese and black super freak said her single mom her single mom is two years older than me. I'm 43. Hello, hello. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, I like when the women that I deal with, their moms are my age. She'd be like, my mom's your age. Hello. I'm dealing with the right age woman. <laughs> I'd be like, I can relate so much and so well to your mom. We actually could have went to high school together. Hello. <laughs> That's the perfect girl for me. I often find that conversation funny. I'd be like, oh, how old is your mom? She'd be like 48. I'd be like, interesting. <laughs> I was like, that seems like, that seems just about right. Yes, indeed. Where's Joe Biden? Joe Biden, what do you think about that? Let's see what Joe Biden thinks about that. Because we all love us a little bit of Joe. Joe Biden, take it away. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> You look like a freshman. (laughs) Well, thank you. Indeed. Shout out to Khalid. Coach, I used to think I should go back to Lebanon to find a wife. Turns out they are way worse over there and expect to do nothing but smoke shisha all day. Man, what is going? Is it it shisha? Shesha? I'm not sure what it is, but. It's barbecue in there. Well, feminism is worldwide now. It is worldwide. You know what I mean? Like they, they, uh, uh, listen. You will find girls on some of these dating sites. They're looking for a simp, a sucker. They looking for a dude that is a a giant sucker. That's what they want in the end. That's what they think they want because they've dated dudes that have been through them and bent them over and got the best out of them. They're looking for a sucker until they get the sucker and they realize, damn, but they'll stick around the sucker because the sucker will pay top dollar. They're looking for a sucker. SAU says, don't come to Mexico. He says, even us. Don't go out to some places. Nine out of 10 of the most dangerous cities in the world in 2023 are Mexican. It's a damn shame. Yeah, man. Last time I was in Mexico, I could see how you can get caught up real easy. Even when you go to Cabo, you can get caught up easy because Cabo is not right by the airport. (laughs) Right. Well, at least the areas where you need to go, you're like 40 minutes out. You know, my, my resort was 40 minutes outside of Cabo, the airport. And you had to go through some little ass cities to go through there. You know what I mean? Like you, (laughs) like if you get broken down, oh man, it's crazy. KW says, I'm not married, but I'll hang out with you to visit, to get a visit from sunshine. Boy, there's some girls out here that's going to put it on you, man. And it's no more the fantasy. They just laying there. Your fantasies can be fulfilled. Shout out to my brother over in Italy. His name is Bogdan. He says, few people understand that womenism has something good for men because indeed, or instead of working for just one man as a housewife, nowadays women work for many men, paying for their goods and services, considering that all around us was designed, built, and maintained mostly by men. Even you, coach, had your career, sports teams and gyms built. Is it built on women? ideas like these and more I want to share with you in Florence or you wanted to share with me in Florence yeah I didn't make it up there I know I was tired man he was he was he was four hours outside of Florence and I was tired but uh 
feminism has not necessarily been bad overall. It's been bad for people who want stable relationships. Now, because most people don't have relationship skills. We've been coming from broken home. It's we don't have these things. Now, the good thing is for people who want to live a free lifestyle, mostly men, this is a blessing to you. So it's not all been negative, but people who want to save the world and society, it's gone. That ship has sailed and that plane is taken off. For most people. No government named police says double standards are ridiculous and exist because of enabling and simping. Yes. We have to realize that men are the weaker when it comes to this. So we, we will always tend to simp, especially in private. So, yeah, simping is one of those things that even the strongest man, when presented with an easy opportunity, will simp and they will find themselves. They'll lose their job over it. They'll lose their job over it. They'll trade in everything. For simping. Mr. D. Will says, definitely not trolling, coach. I'm thinking about leaving and moving to Vegas. He says, somewhere is broke ass can get, wait, can't get to and delete me. Okay, so you're thinking of moving to Vegas, right, to get out of here. This is the guy whose girlfriend's ex is getting out of prison. Yeah, leave her ass. Please do not take her with you. All right, let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. Man, thank you for all the support here. I wanted to catch up. Now we can get a smooth flow in here. Post-nut clarity is a valuable tool for men. Use it wisely. Let's go to this comedian here. He has a good thing that I've been telling you about, guys. Uh, you know, I uh, forget about, you know, we're not going to get into the conversation about, um, um, what do they call it? Uh, seminal retention and all of these things. These are all good things. Uh, they have some negative aspects to it. Not, it's not all perfect science. But uh, this comedian decides to bring up something that we talked about. And that is, that is, sometimes post-nut clarity can save your life. Meaning, before you meet with a woman, just go ahead and rub one out. Go in and get that bottle of lotion. Go to your bedroom. Rub one out. I almost guarantee you, nine times out of ten, your lust will be gone, and you'll be least likely to want to meet that woman. You'll probably see her true value after you rub it out. Let's go ahead and play it. <laughs> At the, at the, it says when when she texts you back, but you already beat your meat. <laughs> when she texts you back, of course, she texts you back late. Hey, what you doing? You've been waiting on her text. She's been flaking on you. She's been exercising her options. She's been delaying you, but you already beat that meat. You were like, I'll oh, wait. I'll forget about it. I'm not going to wait on her. It's Saturday at two o'clock. You're waiting for her to confirm that she's going to be there at 630. She's dragging her feet. You just go, oh, I'll just go ahead and beat that meat. Squashy. Guess what? Guess what? You don't want no hot two days. You'll let two days go by before responding to a text message from that woman. You're good. You're good. And what you'll realize is you only had lustful intentions. You didn't really like the woman. You just wanted to lay between her and you were about to go through a whole bunch of shit. You were going to spend hundreds of dollars. Yes, you were going to spend hundreds of dollars getting this free piece of peace leave. You're going to get your cologne and your Gucci belt and your nice shoes, your Jordans, your new jeans, your polo jeans. You were going you were going to get your little $50 Apoyo Loco pack. Okay, you were going to buy her a little bit of weed. You're going to do all of this bullshit, take her to the drive-in movie, all of this shit. Jump through hoops and hurdles, listen to unnecessary conversations about her job, her human resource job. You were going to waste hours 
and money just to get a little bit of a roar. And you might not have even got that. You might not even got a roar at the end of the day. You might well have ended up with your bottles of Luberderm or Jergens at the end of the night anyway. But guess what? You figured it out. Yeah, that brother's starving. You were just starving. You were just starving. You was just being lustful. And the best way to find this out, now it doesn't mean you have to do this every time, but you will know. Rub it out. Rub one out. And see if you want to see that woman. Nine times out of ten, you're going to learn as a man, you were just being lustful. And you will not want to have to even seen hide nor hair of this woman. You'd be like, what was I thinking? After you finish up, pass out for about five minutes, you know that five-minute post-nut roar. You'd be like, roar! <laughs> you wake up, the world is all foggy. You like... You waking up, you seeing stars. You like, wow. Sheesh. I must have been sleeping for five hours. This was five minute, five minute nap. Five minute nap. You thought you didn't slept for five hours. You like, oh man. Woo. Must have been five minutes. Yeah. I guess I'm going to go do something productive. You start going doing shit you wanted to do. You'd be at the firearm range. All right, you shooting, you like an A1 sniper. You go look at stuff. You start building stuff in the back. You build a whole house in the back. You like nails. You got the whole blueprint out. You got your glasses. You looking at shit. <laughs> you start building fires, cooking fish, barbecuing, smoking. You done meant camping. You like, God, I, yo, I got it all out my system. I don't need none of that broad. I got my nut. Yeah, you on Call of Duty, just a kabah, kabah, pow, pow, pow. You on Madden, 190 to zero. <laughs> you exchanging your oil. You building a fort. You picking up your credit. You paying off bills. Bro, you're like, what was I doing? <laughs> All because of post-nut clarity. Now, for the men who don't think this is like, I'm not suggesting you do this on a daily basis, but what you'll find is what you're doing is you just have lustful moments that you're willing to use time to trade valuable, valuable time in order to get something that you're going to get to that point anyway, or you might completely miss. And they'll say, well, it's a part of the game. It's part of the game. You know what I mean? You blue balls are a part of the game. She owes you nothing. You took her out. You entertained her. You, she didn't give you no peace leaving. You played the game. Oh, damn. You went home frustrated. I could have saved just five to 10 hours. I could have saved you 200 bucks. 200 bucks. You got 200 bucks? Yep, you smoking brisket. You got your Aurora. You out there smoking brisket. You at the you at the damn meat cleaver place. You at the butcher. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take I'll take some baby back ribs. I'll take brisket. You out there 12 hours. You done smoked the whole baby back. And you eating good. And you got your nut. <laughs> When you feel like somebody says, do it when you get the urge of simping. When you get the urge that you're going to jump and simp and wait for her to text back, delay text you all, oh, let me think about it. Oh, I'll tell you at 1130 if I'm coming over, you up late, you ready to go, you taking, you drinking caffeine to stay awake, waiting for her to bro. Just go on ahead and just, pfft. it's a valuable tool. When you understand what it is, you understand that 90% of your intentions are pure lust.
even when you travel, I tell you how I travel. I travel, I set up the first one. Soon as I touch down, I already know. Come through, junior college, get the roar, and then I can focus on the rest of my trip. Pay for her little biology books. Pay for her little garden somewhere in the middle of Japan. I don't care what you do with it, baby. You need some fertilizer for your garden? Have at it. I come in town, I get the pipes clean, and I'm done. And now I can go to do shit and go on excursions. I don't go to the bar, the tourist traps. I don't go where the girl's going to spike my drinks in Colombia. I don't go nowhere else. I just, all right, what can I do? Where am I? I'm going to have fun now. Y'all touch down, balls full. Searching, searching, walking down the street. End up with a Mastodon. You Are you tired? Wait, end up with a Mastodon you could have picked up in Glendale, California. You then left the whole country to go hunt down Mastodons that you could have picked up in Pasadena. Talking about, I got girls out here. What you got, girls? All I see is people that you could have picked up in Garden Grove. You didn't even have to leave the United States. Then you got your dry, your, your drink spike. You walking in war-torn areas with the cartello ready to take off your head for a mastodon. Bragging. <laughs> like, look, before you picked up, before you booked your flight, jerky, jerky, I bet you you'll look at that $600 and that $1,500 flight a little bit differently. You could have went to Cerritos and cleaned house for that $1,500 flight. <laughs> All right, anyway, talking about you got a feminine woman over here. Bro, you could have cleaned house. $2,000 later, I could have had girls from ASU jumping up and down on me like a pogo stick for $2,000. All right, anyway, I could have went to Tempe, Arizona in the tilted kilt and went crazy like this. <laughs> I could have had five sophomores from the University of Arizona like this at the same time. All right, let me stop. All right, let me stop. Here's the next one. Would you guys do this? Would you guys get a surgery like this uh, to make you taller? Where's my clip? Hold on for a second. Let me find, let me find it. There's a guy who's going to do a surgery to make him Three inches taller. Shout out to our man, Tony Brown. He's a good looking guy, but it's fair use. I'm going to get a copyright for this for sure. Inside edition. Let me see here. Let's make this larger. So this is a guy. This is a man. I think he's five foot seven. I can relate. Mm. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. I'm clicking on stuff. I shouldn't be. There's my mouse again. Where are we at? Uh, as you can see, he's with a woman, a plain Jane. He's with a Mindy. He's with a Tessa. He's with a Kaylee. You know, she ain't got no lips. Like, where are her lips at? All right, but uh, anyway, let me stop being hypocritical here. I'm not attacking her appearance. The, the one, the reporter here, she got all kind of lips. This one over here, nothing. She looking like John Elway over here. Mm. All right, uh, but as you can see, he's acknowledging that he's slightly shorter than his wife. 
He's slightly shorter than his wife, and it's bothering him. Let's continue with the story here. Okay, here we go. He's always wanted to be taller. Now he's getting his chance thanks to groundbreaking limb lengthening surgery. And we were there as he was rolled into the OR. This guy is making a special trip to Las Vegas with his wife. He's not hoping to strike it rich. He's here to get taller. If I can be taller, I want to be taller. Ryan Wade is five feet, seven inches tall. He's come to orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kevin Debbie Parshad for a groundbreaking limb lengthening procedure. Oh, man. I don't know, man. I, I don't know about this one. As a short man, I can relate. Uh, but this is my observation just right now. Fair use. He's literally trying to get to five. What I'm looking at is 5'11 from 5'7. Now, as a shorter man, I can understand that 5'11 will seem like you're taller. Unfortunately, 5'11 in many weight cases still is short. In many cases, uh, it doesn't apply. It doesn't mean you're going to be unsuccessful. Obviously, he's found a mate. He He's a provider enough for her to stick around. She's like, a, like getting her to not cheat on you because you're 5'11", that, that, spending this amount of money that to, to keep your mate happy for being slightly taller than her, because she looks like she's 5'9", he would be 5'11", according to this chart. If you think this is going to keep your wife, you're out of your mind. Because it only takes a six-foot-one guy to trump you. If, you. if this is what he believes is going to make him happy. Right. If he feels threatened, if it's, you know, because the wife still probably likes taller men, but she's like, well, I got you. You know, that's you. She's in and the And that's oh, baby, you. I love you. Don't worry. You're short. I, I don't. This one doesn't make any sense. Let's continue with it. After we've given you that additional height, you'd probably be sitting at very close to 5'11". Yeah. Okay. okay. The procedure involves implanting a steel device into the upper bone on both legs. Use the remote control to slowly separate the bone. This is the remote control. The remote control signals the device to pull the bones apart one millimeter at a time. The body makes new bone to fill in the gap. So I push this button and then what happens? Once you push the button, then that's when you start growing. Awesome. The cost, a whopping $75,000. It's an evil world we live in. Gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something. I say this with love, and I'm also... This is not necessary. <laughs> this, this is not necessary. If this, you know, we all have issues. We all have self-esteem. You know what I mean? I know if we get a little bit, see, there's, uh, there's never enough, right? You can have a little bit more abs and you get liposuction. You can get a little bit taller. You can get a little bit more money. You can buy a boat, a 9-11, a bigger house. If you get caught up in this trap, somebody says, get a Porsche, man. I know. I mean, I would, I would just buy the Porsche. I mean, I, that makes up for the size uh, overnight, but there's always... There's never enough. Like you get a house, it's three bedrooms. Oh, and you should have four. That's how women work. That's how people work. You know, you have a Porsche. Oh, is it turbo? No, it ain't turbo. Well, it ain't shit. There, there's, there's always not enough for somebody. But if you're constantly chasing in this, that, that if this, if I had this, this will be the difference. No, you can say I could get six figures. Well, uh, women have trumped that. Many women have trumped that and said I need two fifty or five hundred thousand. 
we've heard women say crazy shit like this. So even 100,000 ain't working for a lot of women today, right? So never think, if you're getting to this point, maybe you want to feel good. Uh, you know, going from 5'7 to 5'11 might seem like a good idea. I don't think that this is a wise decision. So as a man, I'm just trying to guide you. Don't think you got to go this far. There's always going to even be women that think 5'11 is too short. I've got another 70 years left on this planet, and I want to enjoy it to the full extent. And this is something since I've been 14 that I've always wanted to do. $75,000 towards getting tall and picking getting tall all the way. The 32-year-old is also tired of wearing shoe implants. The procedure will add three inches to Ryan's height. I okay, so, yeah, somebody said you can move to the Philippines and you'll be a giant. You can go live overseas. I, you know, when I was in Italy and when I was on the cruise, I was not the shortest person on the cruise. I was, like, tall. I, was, I wasn't tall, like, tall, but I was, I was taller than a lot of men. Because in, in Europe, in many places in Europe, especially older people, older people were way shorter than me. Older men were way shorter than me. Like they were like walking around five, two, five, three in Italy. The younger men were seemed to be a lot taller, but the men were short. And I would be in elevators where there was mirrors and I was towering over people. I was like, wow, <laughs> never been move overseas and spend that money. But an American woman like this plain Jane Mindy. You're she's smiling and you think, oh, if I was slightly taller than her, man, no, that dude, you're still not even taller than this woman. What are we doing? Huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be pretty close to right there. Being taller than my wife is going to be. It'll be a treat. At Sunrise Hospital and Medical Center, Teresa is confident. I think he'll do great. On his way to the OR, Ryan gets a good luck kiss. Okay, while he's getting an operation, I guarantee you this woman's viciously and enthusiastically slobbing on a six foot four guy's salami. <laughs> There's a 50 50 chance she's doing this. Mindy. I am super excited. The doctor begins by taking precise measurements of Ryan's leg. Oh. Next, he drills into the bone, then oh. surgically breaks the bone. He creates a channel in the thigh bone for the implant. You can see it kind of going right down the center of the bone. What? The implanted device is secured with screws that are drilled in above and below the break in the bone. He repeats the procedure on Ryan's other leg. Finally, the remote is tested to ensure the bone is separating. Success. The implant worked. After three hours, Ryan is wheeled out of the OR. Dr. Debbie Parshad has good news. So everything went very well. And that knee. Now, three months of grueling physical therapy begins. That's stiff. Ryan's muscles need to be stretched as his bones grow. Yeah, man, it ain't that serious, man. It ain't that serious. And that wife ain't worth it. If this, let's just say, you know, I think if this is his insecurity, not hers. But let's just say it is hers. She ain't worth it. She ain't worth it to go through this pain and all that. Hell no. It's hard work. It was the most painful thing that I've ever gone through in my life. David Wilson of Los Angeles had the same procedure last year. He was 5'7 and was stretched two inches to... What? Two in What? Oh, my Lord. Two inches? Two? Five foot nine. <laughs> oh, my Lord. What are we doing, gentlemen? This is... Oh, the humanity. You went to 5'9. Dude, that is not very tall. That's, I mean, in, in relative comparison to 5'7". You might think it's a difference maker, but that is not a difference maker. 5'9". 
as my legs got longer, I needed to extend my seat back further so I could have this adjustment room right here. It was kind of cool. And he has encouraging words for Ryan. You're going to get back to normal pretty darn quick with this, this type of device and this technology. That's not the only surgery this man has had. This man has had facial surgery as well. I mean, he's had eye surgery, I can tell. He had surgery around the eyes and the eyebrow. Uh, and maybe some other surgeries. Hair, hair implant, for sure. He definitely has some hair implants. This guy's had, oh, you go back to normal. This guy's surgified everything. Somebody said you still got short arms. Why you look like a Tyrannosaurus Rex around here? It's, it's amazing. Just 24 hours after surgery, Ryan is taking his very first steps and feels he's on his way to walking tall. What was his wife doing for the previous three, for the next three months? Three months, yeah, no surgery. He had an entire facelift. His wife has been, you know what I mean? She's not sitting around for three months. She's getting ramrodded, right? By a dude that's 6'8". This dude's going to get out of the hospital and in, and in two years turn from 5'7 to 5'11 and found out his wife is with someone that's 6'8". Mm. What are you going to do then? I mean, do not be this insecure, gentlemen. Trust me. For the little men out here, Trust me, there's other ways to beat this game. Do not feel like you got to go through the uh, go through that type of pain to please women. Please do not do this. No, no, no. That's not how we go around that. I don't think that's going to be your answer. All right, let me check some of the uh, super chats and I'm going to get on to the next one. Yes, rational rationality said, guys, hypergamy is real. Make it work for you, CGA for life. You got to find your lane. <laughs> It's never going to end. And many times it might be your own insecurity. The wife might not even worry about the height difference. There's some women that don't worry about that type of height difference. Or let's just say she's not worried about it now. Uh, maybe in a, a few years it might be a factor. And once that's a factor, trade her ass in. <laughs> I don't know. Trade her ass in. Let's get back to keep the show going. We keeping, we paying to keep the show going, coach. Oh, we here. Oh, let me see here. Laura says, should I temporarily go back to dating to take a V card? Well, you want a virgin? Is that what you're saying? You want a virgin? Guys, I'm going to tell you, man. Virgins are nice for the like one time. Guys, there's girls out here that don't have much experience. I, I don't even want to say this over the open air, but they're easily gettable and they're not that exciting. I mean, the first it's, <laughs> it's there, there is overhyped this, this virgin thing. You know what I mean? People been died and try to go to heaven to get 90 virgins to do what? So that she can hold you close to her and oochie, ouchie, and ooch. <laughs> then once she got, come on, man. Oochie, oh, she bracing, she just <laughs> the whole time, like, come on, man. You know, you can find that anywhere. It ain't like you're going to get much out of it. Especially if you're not experienced yourself. This reeks of somebody who's maybe not very experienced himself. Let me see if I can go back. Should I attempt, should I attempt to go back to dating to take a V card? Oh, my God, Lord. They be tense and apprehensive and insecure. And, you know, you don't, don't want to see you. You don't want to see them. And they be grimacing. <laughs> you guys, man, go get you somebody with some experience. bro. Oh, my Lord. 
And not only that, get some experience for yourself. Get some experience for yourself. Oochie, oochie, oochie. Rabby, <laughs> you can't even. <laughs> oh man! Anyway, let me let me continue. Somebody he said he's twenty three years old. Hey, look, twenty three. Go get you an experienced woman. Go get you an experienced woman. Stop worrying. And then later on, dude, when you get into your, he said he was 20, 23, 23. When you're forty, virgins are gonna line up. You'll be able to go and get them. Because look, little do you guys know, uh, a woman wants women want experienced men. If this is beyond discussion, very few women would like a man that lacks experience. Some women will say, "Not me, coach." A young woman might say some foolish shit like that. She doesn't have much experience. Not me. I prefer him to have little to no experience. Then you're gonna get a twenty second session, first time out the box. You ain't even warmed up. She gonna she gonna lick the top of the head. He's gonna roar. Game over. Good night. Pack it in. And she gonna go. What in the hell was that? She gonna be just sitting there. Everything just starting to ooze. She's like, well, what else are we gonna do? Post nut clarity. Hit that dude. He's napping. <laughs> now the woman's gonna realize real fast having an experienced person was probably gonna be more worth it and then from that point on she's like i'm going to the experienced guy then this is why experienced guys get mostly all the women because they can give them a better experience now once you realize that in the new generation z woman they're when they're young and they're curious, they'll least likely select a lack of experience guy. They'll put themselves on a the marketplace to find an experienced guy. This is how it's been working. Trust me, I've been around. They'll go for the experienced guy all day long. And it doesn't mean he's she's going for a Chad or Tyrone. She'll go for an older guy. She'll like, I'll take that over what these dudes are out here doing. So anyway, <laughs> Where we at? This is this is crazy. Forget forget about that thing. You can you can. Anyway, I don't want to get too graphic. <laughs> I don't want to get too graphic. All right. Um. Let me see here. Let's see here. Uh. We're doing our poll here. Uh. Here it is. Uh, which one of these toxic entitled people are the trashiest people on the dating marketplace? All right. We have four examples here of trash people who think they're great options on the dating marketplace. And we're going to start off with contestant number one. It's going to be a woman. We have three women and two men. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Three women and one man. So we're being a little bit more balanced. Uh, th this is going to be a woman named Billy Beaver. Billy Beaver. Billy Beaver is going to ask, well, why does my past matter? Porn, porn star fumes that men no longer want to date her. Now, people are encouraging men to get back on the dating landscape. I think the dating market is absolute garbage because a lot of trash people are entitled, right? I could see if a trash person knew who they were and actually were a little bit more realistic about their options. But trash people are coming in saying, hey, I want prime. I want prime time uh, selection. And you're supposed to overlook that I'm a complete piece of garbage. So here it is. 
prawn star fumes that men no longer want to date her. Too obvious here. It's too obvious. You're undateable. And she says, you're supposed to overlook our past, my past, because we all have a past. The only difference is my past was filmed. Let's hear her explain this out uh, really quickly here. Uh, let's hear her side of the argument. Let me see if I can refresh the screen. I got to refresh it. This is her. This is her argument. Here we go. This video because I've just seen it on Daily Mail. Not sure fucking why. Number one, I don't ESCORT, but that's okay. Don't care if they say I do. Number two, I'm not saying that like, I'm not, it's made it out like I'm bashing men. Like I'm literally not bashing men. I'm just like, I get it that they don't want to date someone that's had a past like me, but I don't understand it. I mean, it's simple. This is goes back. It's biblical at this point. It's in the Quran at this point. It's in the Torah at this point. The fact that she doesn't want to understand. It's simple. It's too damn simple. You're too experienced to be made to be a legitimate figure. Now, you want to be in a progressive mold and you want everybody to change around you. It's too simple. Let's continue with this. I simply don't understand it because... You don't want to. I probably had SEX with the same or less amount of people that you have. Nah, that does not matter. That does not matter. Uh, listen, if you want to be a serious contender with somebody who's going to trade their persona, their name, their recognition, they cannot be interesting introducing you as a porn star. Now, I can use you as recreational material, but you cannot be a legitimate girlfriend. Let's continue. The only difference is, is that I filmed it. That's the only difference. That is not the boy. I mean, these people are delusional. This is delusional. She's this is a trash person offering themselves up as a potential contender. No, you're a you're a oil can. You're you're not a contender. You're a pretender. It's obvious. But of course, this is what they want you to go out here and date. And I understand that guys don't want to be with someone where that is accessible and your friends can see and your mates can see it. But that's the only difference. No, there's not. That, that that's just denial talking. You, you made a decision, you you capitalized financially from the decision, but now the consequences and repercussions are showing up and you want no hide, you want hide nor hair of the accountability. Sorry. Doesn't mean I'm more of a, or I'm more of a, or I'm more of a this, or I'm more of a that, or I'm looser, or I have more STDs. Yeah, because you're good recreational material. I will, I will sign up. I'll actually give you a couple of dollars, but I'm not gonna, you're not gonna be a girlfriend. For the majority of men, majority. It doesn't mean that at all. In fact, S workers actually get tested quite often. It's just so funny how we get so stigmatized Correct. into thinking that we're disgusting and we're dirty and we're filthy and we've had so many people in us when it's quite frankly not the case. I, that, I agree with her right there. I think the most dangerous women sexually on the marketplace are normie chicks are women in relationships because the women on Tinder tend to be more reckless with their body and have more unprotected sex than SEX workers. So I agree with her there. At all. We're complete. Most of us are complete opposite to that. Correct. And 99.9% .9 of S workers get tested regularly. Absolutely. She's absolutely right. That doesn't stop me uh, from, uh, from my parents picking up the phone, seeing you getting throttled though if they're making regular and consistent content with people. I myself, if you really want to know, haven't made content with BG for a very long time. I'm not saying they should like leave my past and like not worry about my past. I'm saying that like the things that I've done in the past are who I who I am and what have made me who I am to a per this person today. That's her sales pitch. This is terrible. Mm. That's her sales pitch. She can't even get the shit out right. 
It doesn't mean it's in the past, it's going to be left in the past forever. I no. still make content by myself. I still run OF. I think I'm still in the adult industry. I just mean, why should past like that affect you? But I get why it affects you, but I still don't really understand it because it's like me saying, well, you've slept with 200 women or 100 women. That's disgusting. When I slept with way less. Again, delusion is very, very hard. This is this is a toxic person. She's not being honest with herself. All right, she's trying to say what you possibly could have done to what I can prove you've done. She's not being honest. This is a trash. This is an example of somebody who is uh, elevating herself to a higher position when she is trash, toxic. Do you know what I mean? Entitled, entitled. And you guys all have this assumption that we're filthy, grotty animals. No. And like... It's so far from that. Like, have you a normal person that has SEX? I bet fifty percent, more than fifty percent of you haven't even been checked in the past three years for. I, she's right on that. For STD. That's true. Anyway, Daily Mail. Thanks for picking that up. Um, keep up the good work. I actually agree with her on that part. My part is that I think the most unsafe, unsanitary women to date are women that are on Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, and that are in the date. De- if they're not in your social circle, they're a dangerous person to date and have unprotected intercourse with. Those are going to be almost a guaranteed STD before a sex worker gives you one. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Unless you're down on Figueroa having unprotected sex, the most dangerous ones are right there out in the uh, general public. They've had more unprotected sex and more sexual partners than anybody. So with that being said, with that being said, that's a different argument than what she's talking about. She's a sex worker, so thus that takes her out of the relationship marketplace because we can visually see with evidence. And this is what people are offering themselves up. They're not being honest with themselves. Uh, I think she had more to say on this one. There she is again. Uh, Let's see what Billy Beaver, (laughs) Billy Beaver has to say on this one. The reason why men can't date me you know, they say they're my friends, they respect me, they care for me so much. They say I'm like the ideal woman, they talk me up, they say I'm a great mother, I'm great this. I'm the- Wait, she's a single mom too. <laughs> Ladies, if you choose to be a sex worker of any kind, OnlyFans, just take yourself off the relationship marketplace. Sorry, you're going to be struggling. You chose your route. Let's continue. I'm the best and they really like me and they really like who I am. I'm a caring person. I wear my heart on my sleeve, like nothing but good things. Then, but they say, I can't be with you because of your history and your past. Bitch, what? We all have a past and we all have a history. The only difference is I fucking filmed mine. Mine's on camera. Does that make me not dateable? Seriously, yes or no? (laughs) (laughs) What's so hard for her to understand? What's so hard for people to understand? This woman got so many red flags. You're not dateable. Nobody's claiming you. No, nobody's going to put a ring on that shit. Not me- very many men. You're out of the marketplace. Not only that, you're, tra- you're trash for trying to put yourself up there. This is toxic. This is entitled. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. <laughs> I also forget to add that they want to sleep with me. They want to live with me. Yeah. So let's put all that together, shall we? Listen, fornication and make and dating and marriage are three different avenues. A man will lie down with you. A man will lie down with you for free or a fee. A man will be friends with you, but he's not. Those are three different things. Well, he wants to sleep with me. So that makes no, that makes me valuable. No, it does not. It makes you recreational use. 
recreational use. Look, we all have a pass, right? And if you want to use that pass and like not be able to give me an opportunity or like whatever because of my past, because it's, it's accessible for you and your mates to see, and that's a you problem. No, no, it's going to be your problem. You're going to be single for a long time. What happened? <laughs> it ain't going to be your problem. You seem to be having the problem. All right, so let's go to her. Uh, that's number one. Uh, contestant number two, we're going to make it a male. This is a man who has say, seven kids by seven. Seven. I can't say it. He has seven kids by seven, seven different women. He's going to say um, it is the woman's fault. It is the woman's fault. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let him speak for himself. Is this guy toxic, entitled, trash in the dating marketplace? Let's listen to him. I haven't listened to the whole video. I only listened to a portion of it. You calling me a dead? Let me see if I refresh. Let me refresh it, making sure I got the whole thing here. Calling me a deadbeat because I tell them I was being irresponsible, yet not wearing protection. But I always tell. Uh, these women that I got pregnant that I do not want to be a father to these children. And I offer to pay for the abortion. Majority of times they'll either take the abortion or they'll take a plan B, but only these seven have kept these children. But the crazy thing about it is they want me to be responsible for some children. I told them I did not want. So for some years now, some of them been trying to get in contact with me, access denied, because I, I don't really know why you're trying to get in contact with me. I didn't told you I did not want them kids. So don't expect me to be responsible financially, emotional, spiritually, mentally, or physically with some kids I do not want. And I don't give a fuck what nobody think about it. You're not going to force children up on me. Yeah, we both made the decision to lay down and have intercourse. We both was irresponsible about the decisions we made that night. Yeah, I could have pulled out, but I didn't. And I ain't care to pull out because I'm not the one that's going to have to carry a baby for nine months. It's the woman. In my opinion, women should be more careful on who they sleep with because you're going to be like one of my baby mamas trying to find me so I can financially support a kid I didn't told her or them I did not want. Another thing is these just jump offs. These are the type of women that I ain't even had to do nothing for. The bare minimum, but they gave me access to their body, and they think I want to be a, a father to a child for one of them? Like, I don't even have no type of love for these women. How do they expect me to love these children? Before y'all say, oh, he irresponsible, he a deadbeat, he don't take accountability. Yeah, I do. I just don't give a fuck. You ain't going to force these children on me when I told you I ain't want them. Yeah. I can offer to a pay for abortion, but at what point can I force a woman to go get an abortion? I cannot. A woman say my body, my choice, but I you calling me a deadbeat because I tell them I was being irresponsible. Yeah, not wearing protection, but I always tell. Okay, I think that's the beginning. I think that's the beginning of it. Uh, yeah, we we're gonna give you a vote. Uh, we're gonna call him. We're gonna call him a deadbeat. Raw Tyrone could be a skit. Could be a skit. He does make valid points. I believe his points are valid. They just won't be supported. They won't be supported by any family court, law, or any of those things. Now, if we wanted the law to be fair, he would be right in the fact that, in the fact that um, he's saying that he does not want to make the baby or have a baby with them. But it seems like he has a problem with a lot of women getting pregnant.
And it wasn't just seven women. He's actually paid for terminations and he's paid for plan B. So he has had a lot of other women become pregnant, which is somewhat irresponsible. Um, I don't know mathematically if this is even possible, but it seems like for some reason somewhere in the, in the United States, this is possible. So he's right. I think it is well within a man's right to say, hey, we're doing this for practice. Most most of you people that were born are born, you know, especially if you're melanated, you were born. Your mother was a side chick. Your mother was a jump off. Let's just be honest. Your mother was not even in a relationship with your father. Your mother hit it, uh, gave it up in the backseat of the Jeep somewhere in the snooty fox. All right. Somewhere on a twin mattress on the floor. That's a lot. A lot of you guys were born that way. It is what it is. It is what it is. But to continue to say that it's the women's fault as you impregnate seven, eight, 10, 12, and 13 people, this is where I think it takes it to the skit level. This cannot be. We, we cannot continue to go out and recklessly have this guy out here and give him a pass. Yeah, he's right. The women, It's the women's fault only. At some point, he's got to take some accountability. I think this is reckless. It is toxic. I think it's a skit. And the way I think it's a skit is I don't think no one talks like this. You know what I mean? He's like, ah, you know, he's doing the old rhythmic, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, he's, saying, he's doing out. I don't think anyone talks like that, could keep that going like that. So I, it makes me think that's a skit. All right. But um, some of the things he's saying makes sense. Logically, it would balance out. It would balance out um, the family law structure where a man could have parental rights. But he still has to exercise some sort of some sort of control in protecting his seed. Right. He's not protecting his seed. Obviously, he's not even protecting himself. So this would make him toxic if he could still be out here talking about he's creating babies, multiple of them with multiple women and then saying it ain't my fault. I said I don't want to have a baby that, you know, that's toxic. That's like a porn star. The porn star previously. I don't have a problem with her being a porn star. I don't have a problem with you saying you don't want to be a father. But the problem is now once the kids are here, what do we do now? Once this happens, what do we do? The prime star, you can be that. But now once you want to legitimately date or say you're not toxic, I got a problem with that. Same thing with him. You don't want to be a father, fine. But now if you continue to impregnate women, we can't just keep pointing at them. No, no, no. I think this is a joke, to be honest with you, or a skit. I wouldn't want men, all men, to take this position. Do not, I, I listen, he, what he's saying is true. Of women, I, I I think women for real. Unfortunately, let's go back. Many of you guys, especially in the South, were born. These are what your fathers are. And your mother decided by choice to have children by a man like this. Mm. Not have children. Keep the child. By a man like this. And your mother was on the other side of a man like this. Your moms. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. You guys think that's why, why, the, why the community's dead here. Protect your seed out here, gentlemen. Toxic relationship number two. All right, so that's volunteer number two. We'll vote at the end. Toxic relationship person number three is going to be this woman. And uh, she's a single mom. There she is right there with her big butterfly glasses on. And she says... She's frustrated with men who don't understand what it means to be a single mother. Again, single motherism is a choice. And let's hear her explanation now of why she's good relationship material. All right, which, in my opinion, she's toxic trash. But let's continue. I want to talk about something that's been really, really annoying me lately. 
this is going to be it's about men but single mom version so something that's been getting under my skin is men not understanding what it means to be a single mom ma'am nobody cares about what it means to be a single mom that was a decision you made just like the prawn star before you she decided to do that and now she wants everybody to move the goalposts to make it work for you you made that choice we don't have to understand shit all right so now the next guy just like the guy before us he made the choice to impregnate seven women or more i don't care about what your responsibility is or child support after that if you keep going impregnating women it's going to be a problem for you i don't have to understand it you're entitled let's continue why do you think you're top tier material when you're running around here with a obvious difficulty you got a deficiency that nobody can overcome let's continue so as a single mom a single working mom i have my plate full to the maximum that's your problem who cares let's continue right i don't have free time the time that i do have free i just want to relax so one i get it i'm single yes do i want to date sure if i meet the right person right you ain't gonna meet the right person mm. that, that shit ain't never gonna happen but you can keep out you can keep hope alive keep hope alive there'll be somebody that sent for you for just a little while and he'll wake up continue obviously you don't have enough time for a mate she desires a mate but she has no time let's continue Right. But if you invite me out for a dinner um, or drinks, especially during the weeknight, come on. You know, I have things to do. I'm sure you have things to do the next day. I have a child to take care of. I can't just go out late at night. Just whenever. Right. That's your problem. So that makes you less of a available option to men. That's going to limit your options. But now you can't be entitled to having the best option to pick from. Because you have a problem that you chose to and you've created. It's not his problem anymore. Why are you making it his problem? Well, I have a, I have this and I have a job and I have things to do and I have a kid. Well, you're out. Strike out. Recreational use only. Let's continue. Right. Um, so you have to take that into consideration. No, we don't. You're entitled toxic trash. Let's continue. So if you're really going to invite me out, one, make it worth my time. Meaning what? And what do I mean by make it worth my time? Just, just don't invite me out to dinner and drinks. What? Okay, so I like you. Then you tell me you got a job and you're too busy and things to do and you're a single mom. So dinners and drinks is not enough. Don't just invite me out to dinner and drinks. You think now I'm going to jump through all these? Now what am I? Okay, now this is why I date younger women. I'll go to the junior college. It's cheaper than dealing with single mothers. Single mothers, the price is way too high and there's limited time. And she's going to say, well, I'm not just a floozy. Apparently you are. You have a man, a child outside of wedlock or you have a father that's not with your child. How did you get to that point? Now I'm supposed to entertain you and do way more than the dude that nutted in you? How does that make sense? Mm. All right, let's continue. Get creative. Invite me out for an activity. Do something different. Do something that's going to be worth my time. Uh, dance around for me. Jump through hoops. Entertain me. Be a clown. Dancing monkey. Do something different. Ah, dinner and drinks. Who cares? Take me to the zoo. Take me mountain climbing. Take me zip lining. Be creative. Bitch, look. 
I'll go to the junior college. What are you talking about? This is trash. These are trash options for you. If you're dating this level, you need to up your game. Why would she be worth it? Please, somebody tell me. This is a trash option. She goes right in the category as the previous two people we showed you. I'm not doing it. Why would I do this? It doesn't make sense. Let's continue. An effort. I am taking time out of my evening to meet. That's your problem. Meet with you to go and enjoy your company. And? You know, to see how things work. If we're compatible. We're not. Recreational use only. Do you need $500? We can handle this. I'm making an effort. So I expect you to make an effort. So don't just assume that I'm going to be able to drop off my child somewhere because most likely I'm not. So whose problem is that? That's your problem. <laughs> like, Why are you making that my problem? I'll just go find a woman without child. Oh, unless you're offering to pay for the babysitter, I'm not going on that date. Wow, oh, my Lord. Goodness. I got to have a creative date, fun, better than drinks and dinner, entertaining, laughing, and then I got to pay for the babysitter. This is toxic conversation. I'm letting you guys know this right now. This is entitlement at best, toxic at worst. This is trash. Do not put up with this. These people are out of their mind, just like the previous two people. This is lunacy also and offer to pay for the babysitter that's going to make me more receptive to want to go and spend my time with you and another thing do not just assume that you can invite me and my daughter out no i do not introduce my daughter to guys that's a no-no so there's that and also don't just assume that you're going to invite me out for drinks and i'm going to show up um what makes you think that i'm going to put my safety Look at all of this work. Look at all this work. Man, please. Junior college, where we at? I'm going right to the freshmen and sophomores. What are we talking about? And then another one. Another one. Somebody asked, where's the father? Why don't you have the father? Don't you have custody weekends and all that shit? No, you're probably being a baby mama terrorist and a parental alienator and a father skedaddle. Let's get it. Let's get it on in jeopardy by drinking and driving so unless you're gonna offer to pick me up and drop me off oh, or no. uber me there and back it's a no on the drinks during the week so no we gotta pay for the uber listen some of these things i don't have a problem paying for but it's gonna be a junior it's gonna be somebody without all of these issues wow toxic relationship partner number three entitled trash like i won't even deal with people like this at all it's not even an option i won't even waste my time Soon as she mentions all of this, I'm like, uh, out. All right, number four, last one. The I love hard. This is a woman. This is a woman that's gonna say, "I'm so good of a lover. I love very hard." And then she's gonna make up an excuses as to why she's toxic. Let's go ahead and top this up. Put this up on the screen. Never fall for this one, guys. I love hard. I I, I just love hard. Let's go ahead and play it. I ain't reciting shit, but if it's a nigga I'm fucking with, I am a fucking psychotic fucker. I am going through your likes. I am going through your comments. I am going through your followers. I'm going through your followers. That follower went up one. Hello. Who you just followed? This nigga, told me, he was followers. this nigga told me he was going to the club one time. Let me tell you how crazy I am. He told me he was going to the club. I found every bitch that worked in that club. 
and I look to see if he followed any of the bitches. I'm just telling you. I'm and so I look to see like who the bitches was. I'm like, okay, that's his type. That's his type. That's his type. Let this come back with another, with an extra follow. And I look them up, and that's in your followers. I'm gonna beat your ass. Cause now you what you following her for? Cause now I'm gonna beat your ass. And that happened before. And I had to beat everybody ass. Because. Because what you getting the DMs for? I mean, what you getting the Instagram for? I ain't re. Oh. <laughs> oh, the humanity. Oh, but they love hard, and I'll be a good person, and I'm close, and I'm loyal, and I'll give you this, and I'll protect. I'll do. Look at this. This is entitled, toxic, trash. Masquerading themselves. All four of these people have masqueraded themselves as viable options. Healthy. Of course, somebody says switch the roles. And people, you guys will pipe any of these guys down or girls down. Uh, the women, you will have another baby by that Tyrone and then say he's irresponsible. You guys, this is the options presented for you many, many times. And then when people say, well, how can, there's some good people out here. Where are they at? Some of these people will say they're good people. All of these people said they're good people. And I've people, trust me, you've you've dated people just like this. And she said, what did I do wrong? I did nothing wrong. I, I just loved you hard. I, I just I just love hard. Meanwhile, she's stalking you. She will knife up and cut up your whole tires. If you impregnate a woman like this, it's a rapsky. Absolute rapsky. She's going to take those kids and use them against you, which is going to be our last story. But um, let's give a chance to vote on who's the most toxic entitled trash out here. I'm going to start a poll over here. Let me see if I can get over there. I can't. Over it. All right. I got to give a one, two, three, and four. One. Hold on for a second. We're going to do this live. I got to do this live. And if you want to vote, you got to do it on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel because, because I can't type this. All right. Vote. Toxic. Most toxic. One was the OnlyFans girl. OF girl. Two is going to be Pookie. Three is going to be, who is number three? Oh, single mama. Single mama. Princess warrior. If you're a single mom and you sound like that woman, you're, you're garbage. All right. At this point, you're not a great option for the love hard, love hard girl. Okay. Let me see your most toxic. I added it to the poll right there. Which one of these are the most toxic out here? And not only are they toxic, they're entitled. They're like, I'm a good person. Oh, my God. Which one of them are the most toxic? All right, let me get to some super chats, and then we'll get into one more additional story, and I'll try to make it quick. Okay, we got a original coach game member. As you grow your wealth, ensure that you take your money and assets off the table by moving to another country. When you're old, live the free agent lifestyle and make sure their healthcare system is at least pretty decent if you just decide to move overseas. Learn their healthcare system very, very well. All right, because uh, a lot of times their healthcare system, once you get older, it could be some socialist shit. And uh, as you get older, you're going to need good healthcare and make sure you have enough money to have access to good health care. Uh, many of these countries that pride themselves, many of these countries that we look at as Americans and say, hey, they have free health care. The government takes care of them. Their health care is trash. Many wealthy, wealthy people still go to private health care. Okay. Wealthy people still in these countries that have socialized medicine 
they still pay for private health care to get good health care, right? So don't just say free health care. Free health care oftentimes is garbage. You're still going to have to pay. All right, so anyway, uh, people say Canada does it well. Sometimes, yeah, I don't know. I didn't never lived in Canada. Where are we at? Okay, we got uh, somebody on Vimo. Macaroni Tony, I actually agree with the single mom. Either go full or full on Moist Watkins or just leave them alone. And ask yourself, is it worth giving her that type of treatment? Is it worth giving her the full on treatment? That single mom. Uh, in my opinion, it is not going to be worth it. Again, let's take a look at her statistical data. She She's probably age 35, uh, between 32 and 35, maybe 37. She has zero success of any long-term relationship. Even with the person she procreated with, she couldn't even make that work. What tends to lend you to believe that she's making it work from here on out with a little else to leverage? I had a problem with that statistically. Um, <laughs> somebody says Canada is good if you don't mind waiting two years to see a doctor. Exactly. So some of these things, if you move to overseas, make sure the health care is good or you have money to pay for private health care. You're going to need it because you're going to go to these hospitals and get the free socialized. You become a resident. You're going to be like, what the hell is this shit? Okay. Um, Original coach game member travel traveling trip brothers Taiwan and Japan have been really trying to get tourists to visit their countries. They are paying tourists small sums to come. Exactly. Yes. Japan and I think Taiwan and Hong Kong, I believe, have been paying people to come. Be careful. We are some interesting times worldwide. Uh, Taiwan and Japan, for sure. North Korea. I mean, South Korea, these places, uh, even the Philippines and Thailand, Thailand, they've been doing some military exercises there as well. Uh, so we live in some tense times. So you don't want to get caught going at the wrong time. So be careful. Be careful. I know some a lot of people when when I was overseas in Italy, they were showing a lot of people from Israel and in that part of Europe going to Israel because even Israel is giving incentives and opening up to travel and they're giving people to things to come. We got to know, man, we're some interesting times. Sometimes going at the wrong time could be the wrong time. All right. Um. Anyway. Uh, let's see here. He says, don't get caught slipping. You get caught slipping. Yeah, somebody said World War III about to kick off. I know, man. Listen, we, uh, you know, it, there's a reason why they're giving incentives, right? Tourism's down. You know, the they lost a lot of money during the C-19 and the closure. Some of these people are just taking masks off. And uh, you go at the wrong time and somebody declares gore on somebody. Woo! Good luck getting out. I think Japan just got rid of masks. Uh, Japan or Hong Kong, I, I can't remember which one of them. They just got rid of masks. They were still having a mask mandate. Yeah, we already in World War III. I, I listen. New, 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 new world order. I ain't trying to get caught up. We're already in it. I don't know if you know. We've already been sending billions of dollars over to. So we're already doing it. Uh, we just got to have a historical perspective on when the start date is. And if you study any of the previous two world wars, the start date and when shit start kicking off were two different dates. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just go look it up. Go look it up. Go look it up. The kickoff date, the actual kickoff date and the date shit start uh, bullets started flying for everyone. It was two different dates. 
preceded by two years in advance. So we already in, we are technically in it. Nobody's just declared it yet. Nobody's ever said like, we're declaring war against you. Anyway, the shit has already kicked off. <laughs> All right. Anyway, where are we at here? No government name. The government allows three or fours to delete babies, but won't allow men to withdraw child support, which I think is hypocritical. It's a tough conversation. They know deep down XXs can't take care of themselves, but don't want to give men the authority. The barbarian will be at the gate soon, laughing my ass off. Save yourselves. I wish we had time for that conversation. Maybe we'll talk about that this evening on should men, can men withdraw consent for having children? Like, that's a tough, tough conversation. I, I'm, I'm of the opinion, quickly, and we'll talk about it in this next story. I think there's too much incentive for women to take advantage of this system to follow it up. So they're actually, it's actually too lean heavy that they can restrict the parents' right. By all kind of means, they have support systems to do so. They also can be financially unstable, mentally unstable, and there's such an incentive that, the, that they'll get awarded custody, admitting that they're mentally and financially unstable. And they'll go through the process of having the kids struggle, argumentative, volatile relationships with the father, restricting access. The father's like, I don't want nothing to do with this. Or the father say, I want something to do with it. And dude, the, the dad can't win. The dad says, I want to be a part of the kid's life. The woman ruins it. The woman ruins the entire experience. Then the dad says, I don't want nothing to do with this shit. And she forces. <laughs> like, wait a minute. You can't win. How in the hell does that make any sense? You'll be a part of it. You'll write the checks. You'll pay for the expenses. Hold up. What the hell? It's all they want is you to be just a fat wallet. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. How a person can restrict the access and then capitalize on it on the back end. What? This is some ass backwards shit. And we're going to show you that they ran out of options of doing so. As soon as the courts were mathematically going to almost go 50-50 flat out. Um, in, in, in recent years, in the last five years, there's more courts around the country that have gone 50-50 right off the top, right? They've been doing far less and less of these supervised visitations. Father has no custody. They've been going from the top. You have to prove why a man shouldn't have 50%. As soon as they went with that, I'm going to show you what the system has allowed women to do to restrict the parents, the father's rights. We're going to tell you what they did. It is, and I, you guys mostly know of it if you've been watching my show. It is the, it is the new domestic, uh, it is the new temporary restraining order. Because then when there's no proof of abuse, this is what they use next. Uh, let's see here. Let's see, let's see, let's see here. Sad system we're raising our kids in. I think our parents, uh, uh, much, much of us, man, we are, we're such toxic, toxic parents. Uh, let's go to the story here. We're going to go to an alleged, an alleged, an alleged parental alienator named Christina Ritchie. She's an actress alleged by her, alleged by her, her husband or baby daddy, ex-husband to have alienated the children against him. Interesting story. When you read the comments on this story, a lot of people have taken the side of 
Christina Ricci, and you'll hear why. It says right here, Christina Ricci's private text leaked by ex-husband James Herdigan after actress calls CPS and custody war. Here we go. Let's warm this shit up. We got a custody war. Unfortunately, many of you have grown up in a custody war. Some of the times your father threw in the towel. He said, fuck this shit. I'm out. He says, F them kids. I'm not dealing with this crazy bitch. And he skedaddled. All right. Now, once a dad do, does that, it's an easy layup. You're a deadbeat. You're not responsible. You owe me child support. It's an easy layup. Some fathers have been getting something like 50-50 custody. And then once that happens, the woman goes into mother bear mode. And I have to protect my kid when the kid is over at the father's house. The dad is abusive. He's not doing this. My, my, the kid doesn't want to go over there. But all of these things, interference, they call CPS. Okay. And they won't let the father relax and enjoy raising his kids. She's going to interfere and she's going to use the excuse of she needs to protect the kids. This is a classic scripted behavior that the courts and society allows. When there's no evidence other than the mother's words, the kid is showing no evidence. CPS won't even investigate. They're like, there's nothing to investigate. The mother just uses these words. He's abusive. And it's game on. Interference. Game on. This is baby mama terrorist. Terrorism 101. So let's go ahead and give you the story. Actress Christina Ritchie's private text messages were submitted as evidence in court by ex-husbands James Hurtigan, we'll call him, as their custody battle rages on. According to court docs obtained by Radar Online, James has submitted a series of screenshots of text messages exchanged with Richie. This is an actress. She was Wednesday, the original Wednesday back in the day. Richie and Hurtigan were married from 2013 to 2020. So they are barely got seven years <laughs> What do I say? It's a matter of time. They barely got seven freaking years. And I don't want to hear that these are celebrities and they're not like us. They're just like us. The actress filed for divorce. Of course she did. Mm. Accusing her ex of what? Abusive. Being abusive during their marriage. Guys, there's no evidence of this so-called abuse. This is basically a scripted way to get custody. This is the temporary restraining order. What does being abusive mean? It means she couldn't get her way. That's all it is. Did he beat you up? Nope. Did he walk in and curse you? Nope. I'm sure when you threw a tamper tantrum or you instigated, he fought back. Nope. That, that's what happened. She couldn't get her way. She couldn't control. She, and then she calls him controlling and abusive. There's no evidence. There's never any evidence. Not saying that he's not abusive. But that seems to be always the trope. It's always that. Why? Because that's how they get out of it. It's the same template. And it's almost never physical. The only time it's physical when she's being physical. He denied the allegations or the accusations, which is sad because you can't deny something that, that, that doesn't exist. And then accuse Richie of using her fortune to fight him in court. Back in December, the two finally reached an agreement, a settlement, where they agreed to share custody of their eight-year-old. However, weeks later, Richie went back to court demanding that he have overnight visits be suspended. So she agreed. She had no choice. She was backed into her corner. The judge was like, there's no evidence of abuse. 
Let's move on with this shit. 50-50. She could not take it and weeks later went back to the court. This is baby mama terrorism 101. She could not take it. She's a lack of a mother. She's a part-time mother and she could not take it. Then here's the next thing they use. The referee. She said the child's therapist had recommended the move. Guys, when you see this shit, this is playbook, play-by-play, the script that women are using. So again, the default parenting agreement across the country has gone away from the man loses custody. If the man steps up and says, hey, I want to be a father. And the judge is going to be like 50-50 unless you can prove something. She's going to come in and say he was abusive. And the judge is going to be like, ah. Then if she pouts and screams and cries, what she does is she goes and finds a crooked therapist. <laughs> this is a playbook. I'm going to go with find a crooked therapist who's broke and on a student loan, Cal Berserkly degree, to agree with me. Oddly enough, the father has never visited the therapist. Oddly enough, that the father has never had one meeting with the therapist. The mother always meets with the therapist. The, uh, the mother always drops the kid off at the therapist. The mother, the therapist always comes to the mother's house. The father is completely eliminated from access to the therapist. And by the time he sees the therapist, the, 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 the story is so twisted, he don't even have a chance. So the therapist, these that's why I call them a crooked. They're only using one side of the story, and then there's benefit to them because the mother keeps paying them. So I got to go ahead and side with the mother. This is parental alienation 101, and they're ruining these kids under the guise of she's protecting the kid. Let's go forward. I, I, th this, is, this is classic template. So the, she's going to say, I, I tried everything. Uh, the court, I lost the court case. I have, was forced to settle, but now I found a therapist that recommended that the father have no overnight visits. Now, in response, the father accused Richie of being emotionally abusive to their child. We have proof of this. He has text messages of emotional abuse, but they're not going to, nobody's going to say it's emotional abuse. Why? Many people side with the mother. He said, She's constantly telling him negative things about his dad in an attempt to alienate him. At a recent hearing, the judge ordered that the father's overnight visits be suspended until a future hearing. Now, this is where the crooked family court gets involved because now the father has to pony up to get what he originally had. So now he has to put down 20 grand, 30 grand, 40 grand to get back to 50-50. This is why fathers run. This is why fathers say, fuck it. I'm not going to put up another 20, 50 grand to fight what I was justly, rightly uh, um, uh, uh, given. I was given that, and that was my parental rights. She was interfering, claiming that this and that. She got it pulled back, but now we got to go back to a hearing and court and trial and gather evidence. He's like, I'm out. This is a rigged game. All right, and so I'm not going to read all of the text messages, but uh, let's continue. Days later, Heard again revealed that Richie and the child's the rapist had called CPS on him in an attempt to have an investigation launched. So not only did the mother call CPS, the crooked therapist got involved as well. There's no evidence of abuse. I mean, listen, if there was evidence of abuse, let me just show you. 
He said CPS refused to take on the matter. CPS was like, we got nothing. There's nothing. He said, and this is what he said, Child Protective Services declined to even investigate, indicating that the allegations against me do not, in the eyes of the state of California, merit the need for child protection. Now, that's his story. I don't know. But if CPS gets a hint of uh, a, a child being neglected or abused, they run right in. They run right in. But this mother is so hell-bent, she's hired now all of the referees to jump in. The court, the therapist, and CPS. She's done everything. Now, this guy has one recourse, just to pay up. Hire lawyers, fight, just to get 50-50 access to his child. Now you wonder why guys just pull out. Forget this bullshit. I ain't got no time for this. And when he does, see, you're a deadbeat. You need to be there. Well, I was there, but look at what I had to put up with. Richie has her ex. Wait, oh, I think that means Richie says her ex, quote, cannot be trusted to tell this court the truth about anything. He is an angry, vindictive person who will only seek to blame others for his problem. This is this is Richie. This is the woman says he can't be trusted to tell the truth in court about anything. Nothing. Nothing he says is true. He's a bad father. He's abusive. And he's angry. He's vindictive. And he blames other people. This is projection. <laughs> this is what you call projection. I'm taking sides because not a lot of people will take the sides of men in this situation. This is called projection. She is describing herself. And she's projecting that onto the man with one intention and one intention only to hurt his ability to father. Let's continue. Now, Hurtigan has submitted several text messages he had with Richie, which he believes backs up his claim. In the first exhibit, he texts Richie. So apparently you told our son that if anyone reprimands him for being rude, he can just. He just gets to call you and go home. He seems to think that if he has so much, uh, wait, he seems to think that if he so much as gets bored, he can say his dad is being mean and go wherever he wants. This is alienation if a parent does that, male or female. Let me tell you, if you're in, this is why I don't believe in co-parenting um, because this is interference. If you have a split household because you two demons Put, the put yourself ahead of the children. And one parent has custody, but the other parent is trying to be put their rules over the other parent's house, male or female, you're in the wrong. What happens over there, how, how they discipline, how they entertain, who deals with the child, if he hires a babysitter, if she hires a babysitter, who she entertains is none of the other parent's business. If it was your business, you would still be married. But it is not your business because you guys are incapable and have no relationship skills. You decided to break up the family. You cannot decide what the other parent does, how they discipline, as long as it's not abusive. You can't say if you're bored or if he abuses, his, yell at you, punishes you. You cannot interfere with that. Do you understand me? Once you interfere with that, that's called alienation. You gave the kid, which, which, which children figure it out really fast, divide and conquer. 
if I'm not getting in my way, I'll just say this over here. It, it's pretty simple. But 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 what what women tend to do, this, and men do this as well. But what women tend to do is they interfere of the parentage of the male, and they find every way to put up flags and referees and stops and therapists and everybody so that they can get their way. And this is what she's doing. This is criminal and it is abusive. Now, there's no evidence that he's abusing the kid yet, as far as I've heard. But I know that this is playbook parental alienation. This is playbook, textbook parental alienation that she's doing to the child. Richie said, I just spent a week with him 24 hours a day. I just spent a week with him 24 hours a day. We had a lot of conversations. From those conversations, I felt, I felt it necessary to tell him to call me if he made, if he is made to feel overly upset, uncomfortable, or frightened. Now, this is the this is this is an example right here of her alienating the father. She's using, I'm gonna be the protector. I'm going to protect you against the abuser. The abuser is your father. If you go over there and you feel a little upset, you don't get your way. You're uncomfortable or frightened because that man is a threat. Call me and I'll clear the shit up. If he does this and says, if you go over there and you see her sucking salami by any other on any other man while you've been tucked away and giving your milk and cookies and you see her being a 304 call me if she doesn't let you and over obviously she's going to be the what i call the um she's going to be the um enabler where she she turns out and she's the she's the best mom and she tells the kid no matter what you do uh you're in the right and then when you go over there if he punishes you is he he's the bad guy yeah, she's teaching him to distrust the father. She's putting that in the kid's head. Well, if you you feel overly upset, just call mommy. I'll come protect you. Uh, uh, you feel uncomfortable, frightened. If he's scaring you, which fathers should scare the kids should be scared out of shitless of their father. Yes. But if you feel that way, call me. All right. Of course, he can't be rude. So she's saying the kid can't be rude. But if he feels unsafe at all, he can call me and I will help him. I will help him protecting my child. This is her words in the text. Has always been my parenting strategy. Listen, this is parental. Dude, she cannot even avoid the parental alienation in responding to the father. She's showing you it's all about her. Protecting my child has been my parenting strategy. I will help him. I will only help him. If he feels unsafe, he can call me. It's right here. See this? This is parental alienation 101. Unfortunately, they get away with it. Nobody can call this out. There's no evidence where the kid is scared. She put it in his head. She put the therapist up there to get her way. She got the visit is suspended, the visiting suspended. There was no evidence. She just put the accusation out there. And here it is. 
He said, hey, the kid's being rude. I disciplined him. Well, yeah, he can't be rude, but my, I, me, this is parental alienation 101. Most fathers will not deal with this shit. They will just scram. I ain't dealing with this shit. And then the kid turns out tippy-toeing, walking around the reading rainbow. They end up broke. He ends up single mother raised, raised by this terrorist. And she says to the kid, the kid says, I want to go see daddy. She says, no, you're going to have to fight me to go see your daddy. You can't go see your daddy. Why? He's an abuser. He abused you. Well, who said so? Your therapist <laughs> and the courts. Okay, you can see him when I tell you you can see him. This is parental alienation 101. And I'm going to show you the comments on this one. It says right here, later during the exchange, he accused her of coaching their son as he was suspected. Richie replied, yes, I've coached him to call his mom if he feels unsafe. Written confirmation. So I, I got a question. I got a question. She's basically saying the only people, the only person that can, that can help the child when he feels unsafe is the mother. The father has no control. The father has no say in this one. So if he feels unsafe, the father's there. It's the mother that gets the call. This is crazy. The exes are set to face off later this month. Let's go to the comment section. And there's a lot of women in here. Listen to this. You'll be shocked. Quote, y'all are weirdos. Of course, she starts off with a slam. She says, if you think a child should not be able to call their mom when they are scared or uncomfortable, this is parenting 101, not coaching. Goes for the dad too. At 35 to this day, I will call my mom or dad if my life or, or well-being is, is in danger. Listen, she got that twisted. The, 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 the child is under the custody of the father. She's clearly telling the child if you feel uncomfortable with the father, not in danger with your life. She's saying if the father makes you uncomfortable, so she got that wrong. Here's another woman. There's clearly more to the story. If the child feels uncomfortable, it's not bad parenting to tell him, him that he was right to call the mom and go. So here we got a woman that says, hey, I'm uncomfortable with the dad. She can call, he can call the mom. I'll just go to mommy's house. Once you allow that, it's game over. Game over. Forget about it. There's no coming back from that. Let's go to some more comments. Somebody says, it's bad parenting to tell a child you will pick them up if they feel uncomfortable at the other parent's house. Children feel uncomfortable anytime they're told no or consequences, etc. This woman has it right. It's bad parenting to tell or put into a kid's head that I'll pick you up, I'll take you and bring you to my house anytime dad says no or disciplines you or gives the kid consequences. Okay, you broke a, you broke a rule in this house. You have punishment here. Now the kid says, I'm uncomfortable. Mom shows up. That's bad. That's parental alienation. All right, here's another one says, she has every right to tell her child to call her if he feels that he is uncomfortable or unsafe, why would he be uncomfortable or unsafe at the father's house? 
says right here, she is his mother and his comfort and safety are her primary concern. Why is it assumed that the father is unsafe? CPS was called and they said there's no concern. Says right here, her ex seems to be absolutely an abuser and her child should be kept safe from someone like that. And there's no, there's zero evidence that he's the abuser. Let's go in here. Okay, personal experience, but dads get screwed in court all the time. The therapist twists things and can be more harmful than good. My ex said all kinds of things, negative things, and the court ignored it. She even had our child under eight on antidepressants. Guys, once you poison your kids, once the once one parent suggests to poison the kids with antidepressants and what it's game over. There's nothing to fight for. There's nothing to fight for. She's already MK ultraed your kid. It's over. And any therapist that does that without the consent of the father in order to protect the child has executed MK ultra on your kids. It's over. There's nothing. Leave the kid gone. Wish the kid best life. Best luck to you, child. Because that's child abuse. The kid's never going to recover. Okay, it's it's a it's a done deal. Parents that use children as weapons against the other are evil. This is what that person says right there. This is evil. Once you put a kid on antidepressant under a therapist uh, 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 and isolated with the therapist and the father's isolated uh, outside of the therapist and the kid's medicated, it's game over. Look, game over. There's nothing to fight for. There's nothing to come back from. She's already she's already essentially just killed your relationship with that kid. Done. I wouldn't fight for that kid for nothing. All right. And if the kid is, is, is older than older than 15, they have chosen that path. Game over. Nothing you can do. Yeah. Wash your hands. Move on with life. Make another kid. Make another kid. And look, when that kid turns 25 and 30, they're going to realize the errors of their way. They're going to come slithering back. Tell the kid, good luck. It's not your concern anymore. All right. Uh, but this is what, what guys. Mothers will do this to their kids only because they hate you under the protection. I'm, I'm helping the kid. I'm protecting the kid. No, you're not. Or well, what they're doing is they don't realize that the kid's going to turn 18 and be a legal adult and can no longer hide under these courts. They can no longer hide under these therapists. They can no longer hide under these things. They can no longer hide most of the time with the other parents that is the parental alienator there's no hiding the adult has needs from 18 to age 60 the mothers never think about those years they only think about the kids years what's going to happen to your son my question is what's going to happen to your son when your son is now 18 their their kid is now 18 20 25 30 35 40 45, 50, 55, 60. There's no hiding under CPS anymore. There's no hiding under therapists. There's no lawsuits anymore. There's no more, no more family court. What now? Yeah, the kid's going to struggle swimming upstream. Going to be asked out. And if the father says, kid, F you. Or he's the bad guy. Well, you need to help him. No. Everybody chose their sides. The mother poisoned the kid, antidepressant them, uh, enabled them. The kid screwed up. He ain't going to do nothing now.
And then they're going to be like, well, you need to help. And they were young. Oh, hell no. Wash your freaking hands. Make another kid. You'll have a better chance. Yep, it's the 50 cent situation. Oh, you need to help now. I'm 26. I wised up and I just want to be in part of your life. Forget about it, man. Kid, good luck. Pat him on the ass. Good luck, kid. <laughs> right? I owe you shit. Like, I owe you nothing. Um, but um, this is because of the selfish driving of people who do stuff like this. Let me read a couple more comments and then I'll get to super chats. This woman says the texts seem meaningless to me. I don't know how he thinks that will, this will help his case. I'm curious to see what the drug the judge thinks. Um, let me see here. This woman says there is a lot missing. She is doing what a good mom would do. I always tell my kids, <laughs> you guys, you can see they can't hide the narcissism. They can't hide it. I always tell my kids that you can call me no matter what, no matter the situation. I'll be there ASAP. But that's all I get from this story. This guy, Bruce, says kids lose. Absolutely. The kids are the ones that lose. He says, oh, ah, uh, he says, ooh, ah, uh, CPS trick anyone who's been married and has a disgruntled ex will call CPS on you and file false complaints. Whoever did this is playing chess with the children. Leave them out of your problems. I had this happen to me. Again, wash your hands. A guy says a lot of man haters here. No wonder we have so many young beta males. Richie has been nuts for a while now. That I cannot confirm. Somebody says, man, man, Hollywood, rich people problems. This person responded, no wrong. Divorce people's problems, filing false accusations. Last one or last couple seems like they're both using their children as a pawn to hurt each other's parentage. Facts. Do they not care about the long-term damage they're causing him? Sad. This is what both parents do not understand. Your children are only children for a short amount of time. The mother ain't got no plan for that kid. You will find that woman will keep custody of the kids, have no plan. The kids will be dropping out of school, depressed, antidepressants, no job, no production. And they will still say father does not get to have the kids. People think people forget that kids are kids for a short amount of time when they're adults. Yeah, these kids are going to get married. They're going to get their first job. They're going to get needs. They're going to need a down payment on their house. Um, they're going to need a support system. They're going to need family to go to. One family member might die. One family member might be disabled. One family member might be economically ruined. What does the kid do now? The kid might have a child, might get married, might want to go to college, might want to have it. What happens then? What happens then? When is, does the other parent get to be involved? Well, you'll see what happens like what happened with the artist takeoff. This thing you think is going to end when the kid becomes an adult. But when takeoff got shot and deleted, the father tried to come to the funeral and he was restricted access to the funeral. This is sad that it goes there. And takeoff was like, well, my father was never around, so I don't have a relationship. So they were like, yeah, he doesn't care about you. 
We showed you this with the Joe Rogan situation. The father was so isolated off to an island, he finally said, forget it, I can't do nothing about it. Then later on, Joe Rogan becomes an adult. He trashes the father. It's a cycle. Cycle, cycle, cycle. Cycle, cycle, cycle. Yeah, they're fighting over the takeoff parents, fighting over the money. What about, I do, this This extends so far. So what, what I'm telling you is most of the time, most of the time, it is the mother that gets away with this behavior. She uses the prime examples, abusive, when there's no evidence. You ask, what's the evidence? Nah. They find a therapist who are broke, uh, broke people who are peddling to whoever's paying. They use financial, uh, any sort of financial abuse against you, meaning that they force you to invest in the courts or they file child support. How do you restrict custody from someone and file for child support? It's mind boggling, but we're seeing examples of this. And then we still see people defending the mom. Oh yeah. If the kid feels unsafe, her kids should call her. What about the father? The father doesn't get to decide if the kid is unsafe, how to protect the kid. Nope. Absolutely insane stuff that we're dealing with. And the family court puts up with this. By the way, if you did want to know, I got a short clip to play for you as we exit. And when you exit, hit the like button. This is a short clip of a family court official, a child support official. I think it's a family court. Department of Child and Family Services on a trial testifying or justifying perjury. If you guys know anything about family court or child support court, they don't care about perjury. I've been in a court where a person perjured themselves, got caught, and family court does not prosecute perjury, meaning you can lie. This official, which is going to be represented as the female voice, is going to justify why they allow lying in the court. And they're justifying it to the Supreme Court, which if you know about the Supreme Court, any criminal or civil case court, if you lie, all right, falsus and unos, is falsus and omnibus, one lie ends your case. But in family court, you can lie. This family court official is going to justify lying and why they use lying to get what they want. And the Supreme Court person is like, what? Watch this. This tells you how underhanded and corrupt the family court system is. Let's play it. This is mind-boggling shit. But uh, also, if you want to know, these, the Supreme Court and the criminal court and the civil court are under the judicial branch. And the family court is under the executive branch. I'm sorry. Yeah, the executive branch, which they are not a legitimate court. Their court does not function like a court that you would assume a criminal court was. They are not under the same governance. So what happens in one court cannot happen in another court. Family court has their own rules. Listen up and listen closely. Here we go. Are you telling me that a, that a person in your client's shoes couldn't understand you can't commit perjury in a court proceeding in order to take somebody's children away? Of course not, Your Honor. Of course not. Isn't the case over then? And the case is over. So in any legitimate court, any legitimate court, soon as there's a lie detected, soon as someone lies, the case is over. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? In most courts, soon as there's perjury, game over. You lost your case. Family court efficient, 
uh, uh, family court caseworker is going to say, oh, no, not in our court. We can lie over here. Get ready to listen. Because Kostanich is distinguishable in my view. How, how in the world Kostanich deals with a secondary care, you know, foster care. That's a whole strange thing. It's not a person's real, ch real child. Even if Kostanich is. And guardians, the same thing. Even if Kostanich is distinguishable, um, there is, thus far, we have not been presented with any um, clearly established right that tells us that what our clients did, which is remove the children pursuant to a court order. No, but um, what they're accused of doing and what the issue is here is committing perjury in a court to take away someone's children. And you just said that's obviously not okay to do. According to our moral compass and our ethical guidelines, but what we're here to decide is the constitutionality of it and we look to the courts. To you, you mean due process is somehow consistent with a government official introducing perjured testimony and false? How is that consistent? You guys don't realize how big this is. The, the other court, the Supreme Court, is they're mortified. They're shocked. They're like, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? You're not affording this person due process. You're allowing CPS or any of these outside. You're allowing them to enter in lies, and you're restricting access to the child based on lies. You know their lies. This The Supreme Court is like, this is unbelievable. There's no way, because in our court, the case is over. They wouldn't be able to get that very far with that. And this, and not only that, someone be would be punished for this. In the family court, they're justifying doing it. I mean, I hate to get pumped up about this, but I'm, st I'm just staggered by the claim that people in the shoes of your clients wouldn't be on notice that you can't use perjury and false evidence to take away somebody's children. That, to me, is mind-boggling. In and in. in, in in criminal proceedings, we know this to be true because that. No, no, like criminal proceedings. This is it's court. It's a court proceeding with. A uh, unfortunately, this is not the family court is not a judicial court proceeding. If you look at the family court, it is organized under the administrative courts. They are not they're not judicial courts. This is why people will say it's a fake court or a kangaroo court. Well, it is a real court that you volunteered for. It is real with their own laws and their own administration. It is not under the judicial process. They have no, it is just a, it's just a paperwork course. I mean, a paperwork course. They just, they just administrating paperwork and laws uh, related to the family. It is not a judicial court, but this court, the judicial court is shocked. They're like, what are you talking about? And here's this woman defending it. The liberty interest, a fundamental liberty interest at stake. And on the reverse side, the state. And you're telling us that you're telling us that these officials who do this all the time couldn't be on notice that you can't commit perjury and put in false evidence. I understand broadly the principle that um, common sense tells us that lying is wrong and lying to. Yeah, but it's more than common sense. We're not using common sense. We're using the statutes, for example, against this kind of behavior. I. I don't, I, I was not presented, I have not been seen any federal law, case law or law that tells me that in this situation that we were faced in, uh, which is what we have well, to say your at, Say your clients uh, hired six people to be actors and to go into court and say, we're neighbors and we saw all this terrible stuff. So the six actors he's talking about is CPS, child support, monster-in-laws, therapists, 
marital and fa uh, family counselors and so forth and so on. And any of her, the mother's friends, these all people lie on the fathers, commit perjury, and there's no punishment. These are the six actors that he's insinuating. Hey, these six actors come in and they lie against the father. What do you do? Yeah, we proceed on and we punish the father. <laughs> yeah, that's what the woman's going to say. And then your clients presented those witnesses in court. You're telling me that they would have no reason to believe that you can't do that because there was no federal case that says you can't bring actors into court to swear falsely against somebody. But again, here we're appealing. She didn't even answer it. Yeah, but yep. she just skipped over it. Appealing to sort of a broader definition of what is a clearly established right. I mean, we have to find the clearly established right in the context that our um, social workers were presented with, which was they were faced with a court order. You know, again, I can't even believe for a microsecond that if the case were... <laughs> see, see, and I'm, I'm surprised that these Supreme Court justices, they know, they're like, what are you talking about? I'm surprised that they don't know. But in this case, they're looking at it like, wait a minute, hold on for a second. Let me get this straight. What you're doing over here is what? What you just pre been presented with is why people call family court and child support court a kangaroo court. This is why they call them fake judges. Now, in my opinion, are they real judges? Yes. In their own game, they are. They are a legitimate court that you volunteer for. However, they are not a criminal proceeding. They are not a constitutional court. They are a court of their own rules that many times you volunteer for. That you participate in. And it is somewhat just an administrative court. Eventually, they just want to get you on paper. Their incentive is that your money goes to fund the retirement of these family law court judges. There's an incentive to restrict custody. There's an incentive and a game plan that people work, operatives, if you will, that work on the behalf of the mother in order to restrict custody of you and therefore pay for the attorneys and these judges and their retirement fund through Title IV-D, get matching funds. It's all a rigged system. Never believe that it is about legitimacy in the best interest of the child. It is specifically to ruin the interest of the father most times and to escalate these cases and keep them open so that the mother can run interference, alienate your children against you, pose herself as the value moral parent, and meanwhile, give their kids less and less. And, and, and they'll admit They'll admit that they're mentally unstable. They'll admit that they're financially unstable and they'll still get custody of your kids. Make it make sense. The sense of it is it's not authentic. It is not real. You can choose to participate if you want or you can wash your hands. If you fight, you're playing a part of the game. You're playing into their hands. You're playing into their hands. Meaning if you say, I'm going to pay and fight for custody, all you're doing is paying into the system. Many times you might win. Many times you might get off and get exactly what you should be entitled to. Sometimes you might lose. Anyway, somebody says, I, under I don't understand why men don't strike. I'm going to give you why men don't strike. Simps. Simps keep this going. Because obviously, if you hear about any case, it's the, dead, the, the father's in the wrong. He's the deadbeat. So as long as men... There's men out here that say, oh, the system's not rigged. You're just a deadbeat. Game over. As long as people say the mother's obviously the better parent, game over. There's no fighting it. There's no need to strike. There's no need to do nothing. The best thing you could do is why people say, go your own way.
have kids in another country. Passport bros. This is why what we're doing is so important. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do these super chats and we got to get out of here. Oh, where are we at? Planet Fitness, bro. Your message was retracted. All right. Henry Resilient. I just dealt with alienation today. My ex is trying to block my time with our daughter when she goes out of town. She wants to leave our daughter with her mom, which goes against our parenting plan. Yes, that is parental alienation. So the mother's not there, but she you don't have right of first refusal. The obvious thing to do for any sane parent, any sane parent should say, hey, I'm out of town on my custody days. Can you watch the, the child? Leave it up to the father. If the father says, no, I'm on vacation too, then she should say, any righteous parent, mother or father should say, okay, well, I'll find another alternative. But if a mother or a father says, I'm going out of town on my parenting days, I'm going to avoid the father at all costs, keep the kid with another person, babysitter, neighbor, parent, family member, out of town family member, and she jumps you or he jumps you, that's parental alienation. It is the very definition of it. She's literally purposely avoiding you getting additional parenting time. She'll keep the kid in daycare, strangers, neighbors. That is parental alienation. I don't care how you twist it. Well, I got a right to put the kid who what? Yes, you do. But if you purposely avoid the father, that is print or the mother. If you purposely avoid the mother, that's parental alienation. Now, there's a lot of nuances to that. And Henry says, I have right of first refusal. She wants to override it. Well, see, the problem is if you take that into court alone, it's a useless fight. All the judge is going to say is, well, uh, ma'am, he has right of first refusal. Next time you go out of town, what does that have to do? How's that going to fix this time? She already did what she did. She didn't get punished. Guys, they don't throw people in jail for this. Fathers or mothers, when you go to family court, all they're going to do is say, next time, don't do that. Or they're going to say, we're going to put this in a parenting plan so that next time nobody gets thrown into jail. Nobody gets under contempt of court. Nobody serves jail time. Nothing happens. Nothing's going to happen to her. She's just going to say, I'm going to get away with it. And next time she it comes up, she's going to do exactly what she did next time. <laughs> Last time. Nothing's going to happen. See, this is the problem. Yeah, she'll put the kid with a whole child molester before she'll put him with you. And I actually did that once. Uh, my ex, uh, I don't think she was out of town. She might have been out of town for a weekend. And she put the kids with a neighbor that we both were familiar with. My kid texted me and said, hey, oh, we're spending the night over here. I showed up at the house <laughs> because I was already familiar. It was a neighbor that I had moved away from. And uh, they were still living in the neighborhood or moved slightly away. Well, I found out and I showed up at the house, knocked on the door. Hey, what's going on? They was looking like. They was like, oh, shit. And they was like, come on in. What was they going to say? You can't come in. Oh, they would have had a problem then. They would have had a problem because I'm a parent. I can go see my kids. They're on neutral turf. They're not under the parent of the, they're not, they're not in the custody of the mother. The mother has put them on neutral turf. So I walked on in and sat there. They was like, oh shit, you want something? You want a drink? 
They was like, oh, shit. Guess what? They one of the parents called the mom. The, the mother's on the other side, outside of the outside of the area saying he can't be there. Wrong. I can be there. I'm on neutral ground. <laughs> and if they would have stopped me from coming in, they would have had a problem because they cannot stop. They have no parental rights. They cannot stop the other parent from not pa not parenting. Those are my kids. So I walked in that mother sucker and kicked it. And I didn't leave until I was good and damn ready. My kid showed up. And at that age, you could tell this is where they say it's parental alienation and it's abuse. The kids will say, what are you doing here, dad? The kids will say, you can't be here. What? <laughs> That's called parental. This is called abuse. If a kid says to another parent, you can't be here. Who taught them that? Who taught them that? Who taught? Why would a kid say, you can't be here, dad? You can't be my parent today. So I was sitting there chilling. Kids was playing with me. I was playing with my son. The mom going crazy. Well, you ain't here. You're not here. So I'm here with my kids. I knew they were here. I found out and I'm kicking it. Oh, they was going crazy. And of course, she called her lawyer and the lawyer's like, you can't do nothing about that. You ain't there. <laughs> All right. And he knew, and he knew, and he knew, um, and I knew the other people. It wasn't like I didn't know them. They knew me. I knew them. Our kids went to the same school. We lived next to each other for about a year. So it wasn't like they was going to be like, oh, this strange man showed up. The baby daddy showed up, and he made it uncomfortable. I showed up like, I know you. Hey, how you doing? I heard my kids were here. And I kicked it right there. And they was just sitting around looking at me. Oh, so uh, how's it going? And how now, the minute I would have took the kids away, it could have caused a problem. The minute what I would have said, no, nah, kids, get your shit. Come with me. That could have caused a problem. Now, at that point, now you're tempting yourself. You know, now she could call the police and it could get really ugly. So what I said was, I can be right here in this room and nobody can do nothing about it unless they kick me out. And I damn sure know they ain't going to kick me out. I know that much. <laughs> I know that much. I know they ain't going to jump in my face saying you ain't going to be here. So when you do that, you're basically showing them, oh, I'll play right up onto the line. And I'm not going to cause a scene. I didn't cause a scene. I kicked it. I played with my kids. And hey, what you doing? Hey, good to see you. And all that shit. But yeah, man, you got to make sure you show them like you're not going to play no games. Uh, Lee Smith, coach, even evidence of abuse can be fabricated. XX is bruised very easily. She can rub herself raw on her arms, face, and use makeup, then take pictures. My ex did this, and she also was a CPS worker. Indeed. Indeed, brother. So watch out for that. Uh, women will do. We actually showed women that actually have used, uh, beat themselves up to the point where they bruised, right? And they used that in court and were caught. So be careful with that as well. Um, I never have to worry about that because, you know, I'm not a handsy person. Somebody says, I bet your kids remember that day. I know I would. Yep. And the sad part is those things are burned into the kids experience. Right. And what will happen is they'll go in there forever and say that you caused the scene. You were the blame. Oh, see, you made the kids have that experience. They're going to they're going to blame that on you. Unfortunately, 
in, in many cases, people will say, yep, you should have you, you should have not did that. You should have been less than a father. You should have stayed away. Again, do you want men to be fathers or do you want them to stay away? What is it that society wants? That's what the question you're going to have to answer. Because a lot of people keep saying, you need to be a father. You need to be there. You should be present. You should make every attempt. You should fight. And then when you back off and don't fight, why don't you fight? You're a deadbeat. You should be there. You should try and make every reason to be there. What do you want from fathers? Decide what you want. Don't play both ends and say he can't be there and then he should be there. What is it that you want? Do you want to dictate how a guy fathers? Do you want the money? What is it that you want? If you want him to just be a checkbook, make him a checkbook. Do not require anything of him. If you want to require something of him, you got to get out of the way. You can't then have him there and then have him following all these guidelines and restrictions. But when a father tries to be a father, then they either jump in his way and say, well, he's doing it wrong or he did it on the wrong day. He's doing. <laughs> right. They want to be able to dictate. He should pay more. He should pay more by accepting less. Decide what you want fathers to be. But what they want is to be able to have it all. Uh, Jaden says, this is exactly my situation. I understand. He says, I'm from the UK. I got a full day in family court next week. I'm exhausted from it, focusing on my digital nomad career, and I'm off ski. Shout out to you. Yeah, man, family court is a beast. But um, I look at family court like I'm not scared of it. I've been I've been involved though, with it for a long time. And plus, my kids are older. I'm like, this can only go on for so much longer, right? It's not an intimidating experience because it's somewhat illegitimate. You just got to figure out what you're fighting around and what you're fighting against. And then you also got to make sure that they know the blood is on their hand. You don't have to tell them as much, but the blood's on their hand. You know, when your kids end up failures or 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 zombies on antidepressants, when they end up not being fully functional citizens, when they end up being juvenile detention mates, when they drop out of school, when they become teenage pregnancies, when they become normies, if they become criminals, the blood's on their hands. I, I It's not on my hands anymore. I have the documented evidence. You, you want the documented evidence that they restricted your parentage so that when these children become adults, you could just say, hey, the blood's on your hands or it's on your mother's hands or it's on the court's hands or it ain't on my hand. It ain't on my hand. Good luck. I'm off doing what I'm doing. That's what you want. All right. And so it, at the end of the at the end of the day, most of the time, you ain't going to jail for none of this shit unless you're just behind on child support. Uh, most of it is in a game that they're just playing amongst themselves. There's too much incentive for them uh, to, to, to keep this game going than anything else. I still got a couple more, and we got it here. Cleam uh, D, back to court after my kid was bruised up multiple times and knocked out once by the ex. Family court said it was the same thing as giving as me giving exercise as a punishment used to dismiss stories like this, or you used to dismiss stories like this son gained 20 pounds. We are both afraid to give him expectations shaking my head. So yes, they've disarmed you as a parent and eventually just kept parenting. As I saw fit, can't be intimidated by the circus kids pay the ultimate price. Yeah. It's the kids that lose. 
We got to keep that in mind. It's not the fathers that lose. It's not the mothers. If you keep in mind, it's the kids that lose. And when you're fighting back and forth, uh, you know, it's the kids that are ultimately going to lose. If, if they're gaining weight, if they're not being active, if uh, they're not giving great opportunities and uh, one parent is saying, I don't care. That's what I'll do as long as I keep them. Hey, there's nothing much you can do, guys. There's not much you can do. You can put all the money. You can fight. You can do whatever. If a parent is hell bent on giving your kids less, fighting you for it under the protection of family law judges and attorneys and whatever, but, but what are you fighting for? What are you fighting for? You're just, you're just throwing money away. And, and the, 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 the other parent is just, uh, you know, they'll go bankrupt to, to, to fight you on this. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, guys? What are you doing? This game is not about legitimacy. It's, it is what it is. And look, we got to get out of here. We got to get it out of here. Free agent lifestyle for life. Do me a favor. Hit the like button on the way out. And uh, I thought I saw additional super chat, but I did not. Oh, it was the poll. Uh, the, the most toxic person there was the single mother. Just so you guys know, the most toxic person of the toxic relationship people that we presented was the single mother. And that says a hell of a lot. Uh, this person right here is the most toxic entitled piece of trash as voted by our audience. 53 and it was a runaway 53% of the voters out of the baby daddy pookie out of the prawn star out of the toxic love hard person the single mother was the most toxic person voted by our audience god dang <laughs> shout out to the coach gang and we out of here peace hi my name is Haley. i'm a blonde i have